Hello and good evening, everybody. Welcome to a Green Pass Gaming Sunday podcast. It's been a long time since we've done a Sunday evening show. Uh, and due to all sorts of scheduling things, as we've said on many previous shows, it's led us to have a Sunday one. So we're really looking forward to bringing you a Sunday show this evening. Uh, as you can probably tell already, we only have, I say only, but we have three quarters of the GPG crew here with us. Uh, Flap couldn't be with us tonight this evening, but hopefully he will be with us in a show uh, next week. But apart from that, we're going to bring you some general gaming chat tonight. Uh, we're not going to talk topics so much. We're just going to be talking games, a uh, number of the new releases which have come out this week, which between the three of us, we've played all sorts of different ones. So chat, I hope you can all join us in in, in enjoying a conversation about these games. Let us know what you've played and what you've been enjoying. And let us know what you think of what we're going to talk about this evening. Um but before we get into that, I think we'll do do a very, very quick introduction and see what everyone else has been playing, and we'll just jump straight into it. So uh, I'm going to go down the list as I see it in front of me on the screen. So uh, Luke, good evening. I Ho uh, hope you've been well. And uh, yeah, how have you been? What's what's new? Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, not very much. Um, I've been playing quite a, well, a fair bit recently. So I've uh, been playing Stray, obviously, um, some Hot Wheels as well um and that's i mean that's pretty much been about it i think um so yeah there's there's slowly stuff starting to come out now uh which is nice um mm. because there's been a bit of a lull for a while um but yeah th those are the main two things um and uh i've got as dusk falls on the back burner as well ready to go for when i feel like it uh so <laughs> uh yeah so it's all it's all good ah brilliant and last but definitely not least uh scott um, good evening. Hope you've been well. And uh, yeah, what's new with you? What have you been up to recently? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much, Flap. Um, a flap? <laughs> Try something else. <laughs> yeah, that's, just, that's, just, that's just that's bloody habit, isn't it? Am I doing so, that good uh, of a job or a bad yeah, job? Yeah, ex no, exactly, mate. Exactly. <laughs> so um, yeah, sorry, Pucks. Um, I've been good, mate. This, this past week's been a bit of a weird one. Obviously, we had that mental heat wave in the UK that wiped oh, me course, out. Yeah. Um, it's... I honestly couldn't even be asked to play games for, for those couple of days at the beginning of the week for a couple of reasons. First of all, I was exhausted. Secondly, because I'm playing games on my laptop now, it really wasn't a particularly good ambient temperature for my laptop. So like I had to be really conscious about it, but I, I was, I was knackered. But the later in the week, we got some, um, it's a, surprisingly quite a, busy tail end of the week with as does falls um actually that might have been tuesday obviously stray and then forza dlc we've had quite a lot to, to sink our teeth into this week so um i've been playing a lot of forza um i've got some footage up here <laughs> you're probably going to see some questionable driving but bear with me um and then i'm uh, quite far through as does does as does falls as well so i'm uh, looking forward to, to chatting about chatting about both of those oh brilliant I suppose, seeing as we've got the footage on screen, uh, are you guys happy to start with uh, the Hot Wheels DLC? And I think, bear in mind, both of you, I believe, have played this uh, a bit. I haven't touched this, so I've got not much to comment on, comment on at the moment, but it's looking really good from what I'm seeing on the footage. But, um, I mean, Scott, if you want to carry on, I mean, what is it just the Hot Wheels tracks in this game, or, or is it all the cool little cars you used to get as well? Are you able to just kind of enlighten us as to what, what this is about? Yeah, of course. So um, for anyone who doesn't know, they did a Hot Wheels DLC for Forza Horizon 3. Um, and I guess just to get out of the way, I, I was a, honestly a little bit kind of, uh, I don't know, I wasn't particularly excited for them to just go back to Hot Wheels again when they first announced it, but I haven't played the game um, 
my initial impressions are that it's vastly improved compared to uh, the DLC for three. But essentially what you've got is a new area of the map um, that's split into three sections, uh, a forest area, um, a ice area, and like a more uh, rocky type area. The ice area's got kind of lava. And then above that and kind of going into it is just a absolute boatload of Hot Wheels tracks full of uh, jumps, boosts, magnet tracks um what else is in there you've got like the uh the log flume type areas as well i tried to get um all of it in this video and in <laughs> in different parts so hopefully we get to it and yeah hot wheels cars as well so you can see here this this is one of them um i've only unlocked three of them so far i think i've got this one i've got the bone shaker and then i've got a third one who which name has escaped me at the moment but uh, i'm not too sure exactly how many cars are in there but yeah you've got the hot wheels cars that come as part of it obviously you can race in your regular cars as well on the tracks you're not sort of just limited to the hot wheels car uh, uh, cars sorry um and as you can see uh, hopefully on on this footage is um it's pretty big it's absolutely massive you can kind of see the tracks go really high uh, they come down they join so it's not just all on the tracks you can uh, drive on the terrain as well but overall i think they've they've gen genuinely done a pretty a pretty excellent job if, if i've it, been perfectly honest is it a whole new map as well or is it hot wheels tracks on the original environment uh, I believe it's a whole new map. Luke, please correct me if I'm wrong. It's it's an entirely new map with sort of the three yeah. different, um, yeah, dare I say, biomes uh, as, as part as part of it. Um, and then, like I say, the tracks are kind of. If you look on the right hand side of the footage here, they're kind of above and interweaved in between, mm. uh, like the yeah. um, the hills and uh, th things like that. So um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 really excellent. Yeah, so it's separated from Mexico essentially. So you can right. sort of, you load into either Mexico or yep. the Hot Wheels environment. Um, so, it, and, and it's essentially the Hot Wheels environment is suspended way above Mexico is the, the plot. Um, so, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, but it, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, I, I didn't play the, the original uh, Hot Wheels DLC for, for Horizon 3. So I'm coming to this as an entirely you know, fresh experience. Um, and I've not, I've not played a huge amount so far, maybe played an hour. Um, but it's, it's really fun. Um, and, um, it's, uh, as you know, as Scott said, it's kind of the way that the, the kind of Hot Wheels tracks intermingle around the environment is really cool. And then you have set, you know, there's a lot of suspended tracks, but then also there are kind of bits that veer off into, you know, natural landscapes and stuff like that, which really mixes up the variation in how, you know, how you're driving and where you're driving, which is really cool. Um, the cars are cool. It looks fantastic. I mean, it looks really, really good, uh, yeah. as you can see. Mm. Um, there's a particular race that I did. It's one of the early ones, but there's sort of like a blizzard applied or a heavy snowfall. Um, and I was just kind of blown away by it as you're going through in this race with other cars and there's all the snowfall and then you've got all this kind of landscape around you and the lighting and um even stuff like the reflections on the cars i mean they're not ray traced but they seem to have i don't know if they've upped their their ssr in this dlc but they seem to be a lot a lot more accurate um which is quite cool um, and for, are you playing on PC or Series X? So I played on both. Actually, funnily enough, the PC version 
so the PC version of Horizon 5 is, is very good anyway. Mm. Um, this one does not perform, the DLC does not perform as well. <laughs> as the base game uh on the oh, same okay. on equivalent All settings right. okay. i don't i think the reason for that is i have a feeling that they're doing some extra stuff now in this dlc which perhaps either they're not bringing over to the main game or just by the nature of the environment in this has a has a um greater effect on performance that's not to say it runs badly and admittedly, I did. Uh, <laughs> I played it earlier, um, and I came back to it, and I was like, I, I was getting like, you know, I, I'm I'm all maxed out at 4K um, using the uh, ultra quality FSR as well. But I um, I was getting like 30 FPS, and I didn't know why. And it turned out I had Adobe Lightroom open in a separate window, so which was like <laughs> eating all my virtual RAM as well, so mm. uh, and all my GPU stuff. So um, and then I got rid of that, but it's still like you know, it's 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 still performing lower than the base game. But I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. That's just clearly they're doing like extra extra stuff. Um, and I think yeah, it's it's really impressive. And then on Series X, I mean, it runs flawlessly you know mm. 60 fps um performance mode run and it looks amazing i mean it looks it looks really great so uh yeah really i've been enjoying it no, that's really yeah, cool what's it yeah go on scott yeah go on. i was just gonna say um sp- speaking of performance issues <laughs> um so i don't know if this is maybe the sort of the the blizzardy one you were you were maybe on that's about the one. That's uh, yeah one. um so the opening race basically the the introduction race that yeah forza does this really well and and i know a lot of people kind of take um are not a big fan of like the scripted elements of a lot of the forza races you know you've got the one where you're racing a train or a blimp um, oh, that is yeah <laughs> so they've got kind of like an introduction race um at the beginning of this which is which is genuinely excellent uh to give you just a, an idea so this is one of the hot wheels cars that you get um but I think this is the footage where I started getting some really weird graphical issues. See, see if it's here. Yeah, you can see this here. Yeah. Oh wow! So this this okay. is yeah. this was um, this was me playing a bit of Rainbow Road on Forza, um, <laughs> which wasn't ideal. But I think what was happening is I think it was just like um, I think I had the settings a bit too high. So you can see here I was kind of um, going in and customizing to try and fix it. But I think by the end of the stream, it got worse. Nice. Is, is this you on console as well? Sorry. No, no. no this is this is me on, on, on laptop. On oh, laptop. sorry. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I, I had them at high. And, you know, I can, you can see them getting like 90 to 100 FPS. Um, but I think maybe <laughs> it was a bit too much for my GPU to handle it. So I went down to medium. <laughs> And thankfully, with with that, I got a little bit of a, yeah. got a little bit of um, a better performance. But I mean, this is only at medium settings, um, 1080p as well, and genuinely, it, it looks amazing. Even at uh, those settings, I've tried it on my Series X as well, and it looks excellent. I've not tried it on the Series S yet, um, but it, it really uh, does look fantastic. And uh, it's interesting that you say that the the performance isn't quite as good on this on uh, PC, look, because at least I hadn't noticed any difference on the Series X. So I wonder if whatever they're doing differently on uh, in the game maybe isn't uh, affecting the console quite as much. But I've not played the base game on my laptop, so I had nothing to compare it to. But yeah, I think it. I mean, just looking at this, you can see all the tracks in the background. You can there's just loads and loads of. Um, uh, different tracks and roads and as you can see here is an example of where it kind of like just merges with the normal terrain in the particular biome that that you're in so 
I think if yeah, anything, yeah. that's that's just all a testament to how well optimized this game is, isn't it? So even though you say it's running at 1080p and you've got certain settings toggled on and off or whatever else, but but the game still looks fantastic no matter what. And I think there's a number of games across various platforms where you can tell they're so well optimized when when even if you're like I'm I'm playing a number a number of different titles at the moment through the PlayStation Plus service, and I've got like a base model PS4 from 2015, and some modern titles even now like running on old hardware like that just they still look phenomenal even to this day even if it's running at 30 fps you know so this is just a good example of that i think yeah absolutely and here's here's my favorite vig on my mr bean mini um, <laughs> i was gonna ask my, that actually i thought I saw it, <laughs> yeah which is my, my favorite car on 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 forza i've got a i've got a mini a b class a class and s1 class because i just <laughs> love racing in nice. these little things there they're, they're great but um is this, is this yeah. an in-game thing or did you color this and just design it yourself to be this way Oh no no! This is um, you can just buy or uh, download decals. So this is somebody's decal oh, they've see, made. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's like I say, it's, it is genuinely excellent. And I think a couple of things that I'll maybe mention for those who are maybe a little bit uncertain because of uh, they, they've done it in the past. Um, and I know, I know, Luke, you mentioned that maybe you did, you didn't play the DLC for three. Um, one of the issues that I had with three actually, I didn't enjoy it that much. And I, I'll tell you why: it's because it was fucking hard. Um, and the reason it was hard is the tracks. So, so it's Hot Wheels, okay? You're meant to be going really, really fast. That's the whole point. But one of the issues was is the tracks, or at least a lot of the tracks as I remember it, um, they didn't have sides. So you used to spend so much of your race just going off the edge and having to restart. And if you've played Forza or any racing game, if you go off the track completely, that's your race basically knackered. Um, so for this, just to help that, and like I say, I, I think this is a big difference between the two. They've just added little edges so it's much more difficult to actually come off the track um, compared to three, which makes it much more enjoyable because you can just put your foot down. Um, obviously, if you hit the side, and I did that a lot during this video, you hit the side, you stay on the track, you keep going. Yes, you'll lose speed. Yes, you might lose places, but you don't completely wreck your race, which is what happened a lot on three. You would come off, you were back of the pack, and that was it until till the end. So the way I was having to play three um, was you had to play it a little bit carefully you had to be very cautious and make sure you didn't fall off. Um, while on this one, you kind of don't have that that restriction in, in a way. So it allows you kind of just to enjoy the tracks, enjoy the uh, the, the cars that you've got a little bit more, in, in my opinion. That's really cool. It looks like I'm just getting the map footage here. So I assume like the normal game, you can you can just free roam for all of this as well. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. You can just go any, anywhere on there. I do a little bit of um, fast traveling to the different areas and the t uh, to the different events. Um, yeah, and you can just you can just drive around, do whatever you want. They've got XP boards, they've got stunts. Obviously, they've got the the events that are in there as well. Uh, and if you're interested in this sort of thing, they've actually got like the history of Hot Wheels as kind of themed races in there, um, oh, wow. where they'll put you in a particular car and they'll talk about the history of yeah. hot wheels like how it was created and the people who invented it um uh, which is actually pretty pretty interesting obviously if you're not asked about that sort of thing that's fine you can kind of just ignore it but it's actually quite an interesting um bit of information you get on kind of hot wheels stuff that i certainly didn't uh didn't know about no that's really cool so was you a hot wheels fan as a kid and all that kind of stuff or is this just something you just enjoyed playing as part of the games um I, had, I, I bring I'm that up because you mentioned the history. So, yeah. like, did you like this as a kid or ever else? And yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to 
think um, I did have a lot a lot of the cars, not not too many of them. I remember having some of like the um, some of the tracks. Um, I remember having this wasn't Hot Wheels, but I remember having like a rug that was kind of like a racetrack printed on it that you could. I just obviously just use my hand to drive drive them around and stuff. So I was a big fan of uh, of Hot Wheels cars as as a kid. Uh, obviously the designs are just really cool and being able to use the tracks in the way that they do is, is pretty cool. And I actually think it's just a really good adaptation of like what you imagined as a child it being like racing Hot Wheels. They've kind of mm-hmm. done a really good job of bringing that in, into the game, which is which is excellent. How about so, yourself? Uh... Were you a fan? Uh, I I think I had some Hot Wheels stuff when I was a kid. I was I've never really been a big car person, so I think that kind of um, stymied that a bit. But I did have some. Uh, but I agree that it's uh, it's kind of like if you were to play with them as a kid, this is what it would have looked like. If it you know like if yeah if you'd have been able to visualize it properly. Yeah, this is what your brain was telling you was yeah. happening when, when yeah, you were using yeah. it. So this is this is what your brain, you know, this is the stuff that would fill in the gaps in your brain. Um, so uh, yeah, and it, it's just it's just a lot of fun, um, I think. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I think they've done a really good job of it. Um, I don't yeah. know how long it is or anything like that, but I'm sure there's there's a pretty big amount of content in there. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm about maybe four hours in and I'm still on this sort of A class, the second yeah. class. So you start off at B and then you do things to work up to A. So I'm, I'm on your sort of the second bit. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say is if you do like playing racing games in first person in this mode like I do, it's it's not the easiest experience in the world because you're going through loops and you basically can't see what what's really coming in, in front of you. It's, it's really bloody hard. Uh, so I kind of had to... Go, go to third person which i'm i prefer racing games in in first person i do try to get a couple of like loops in here in first person so you can see it, but like you just can't see a thing <laughs> in front in front of you so you you're kind of really relying on the racing line that's on screen now that's really cool so i'm just watching yeah. the footage right now it's one of those things where like, i really enjoyed forza horizon 5 when it first came out and i did put a good number of a good amount of time into it um did you know most all of the story did most of went on all of the roads did a lot of the events and that kind of stuff um despite i think in a lot of previous shows saying that i wasn't a massive racing game fan but i really did enjoy forza horizon 5 um i don't personally know if i would jump in right now i've just got so much in the backlog personally um that i just don't think i'd even have time for it and bearing in mind i have to i would have to pay to play this as well is is another factor um given that i've got this back catalog of things that i'm playing on the other services but uh I suppose for anyone inter- is interested, uh, like how much is this? Uh, how can people get this for? Sorry, how much can they get this for? Sorry. I think it's uh, if you're a Game Pass subscriber, uh, then it's uh, thirteen pounds. It's thirteen pounds something. Um, I think normally it's like fifteen quid. I think if yeah. there's no discount. Yeah, it's um, like thirteen fifty, thirty yeah. forty nine or whatever with with the Game Pass. Yeah, so I think it's uh, it's really reasonably priced, to be honest. Um, I think for for what you're getting and the amount of new stuff that's in there, and I think if you if you enjoy the base game, you'll definitely enjoy this. And you know, like I'm not I've never been a big racing fan either. Um, so I think it's a testament to the fact that you know, first of all, I've put in 
I don't know how much, but may- maybe like 50, 60 hours into the base game of Horizon, which is an enormous amount for me to put into a racing game. And I'll probably put in, you know, five to 10 on this as well. Uh, and um, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great game. I mean, you know, just in general, uh, and this is a really, really good expansion to it. And I'm excited to see what they do for the next one. Um, you would suspect that maybe they'll go a bit more adventurous for the next one rather than going back to an old concept but i was gonna say do you reckon um, they go to like lego or something that they've done a number of times before they haven't done lego yet for this have they or have they not not for this they did it for four yeah yeah uh lego um so uh yeah hopefully not (laughs) because i think (laughs) people already complained about this being just you know the same not the same thing that they've done but the same concept um even though I, i think that's a bit unfair because this is you know kind of radically different from everything that i've seen of the one in horizon 3 you know it's not they're not copy and pasting here yeah um but i you know i think they're very imaginative with with these expansions and they can do some really cool stuff so i think you know people want them to do something maybe in mexico specific or related or just come up with, you know, something, uh, you know, a new tie-in, something like that. So hopefully, hopefully that's what they'll do. But, um, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll be, whatever it is, it'll be quality, even if it was just a Lego rehash, I'm sure it'll still be really good. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, di- what direction they go. And what I would say just on, on the point about them having done, done this before. So here's an example where it's kind of like a history of, um, of Hot Wheels. So each race has like a theme. So this one's just, talking about the tracks the one after is talking about um uh the snake and the mongoose who were like famous drag racers or, or something I'm, I'm i'm not entirely sure but here's another example of kind of a car that you get i think i go in in first person mode just to see what it looks like on this it just looks fucking ridiculous um <laughs> so engine in front of you you can't even play yeah, the you game can't, probably, can you? you can't see anything um but yeah what i would say is if anyone did have any concerns about it just being hot wheels again um just as soon as you play it, those those um, thoughts and feelings will instantly disappear because it it really is excellent. They're doing so much more here, in in, in my opinion. Um, and as Luke says, it's not like they kind of just reused any uh, assets. There's there's just a lot going on. It, it really is excellent. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where they go next because their usual um, release schedule for Forza DLC they've kind of gone a little bit different this year. So normally they release the um, the game this has happened for both three and four at least um the first expansion is normally kind of something a bit more dare i say it realistic so if you remember like storm island for example where it's kind of based on i guess actual terrain um and things like that and then the next expansion after that is the um well the lego 44 and the D- the hot wheels dlc for, for three so they kind of switched up by going for that kind of like the wacky or crazy dlc first this time so it'll be interesting to see whether they just reverse it and go for something a little bit more grounded i guess um probably not the right way to describe it uh, but something a little less wacky or whether they'll kind of just try to amp it up and do and do something um crazy i think if they went for lego i think that would be a little bit 
<laughs> I probably wouldn't be too pleased with that because I think you are much more limited in what you can do with the Lego stuff compared to the Hot like Wheels stuff. Would, I feel like a lot of people might disagree with you on that one. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, I did really enjoy the Lego d- DLC for for like just the cars were really really cool to to use and the environments were cool. Uh, like mm-hmm. the you had the Lego McLaren and the Lego um, just map area. It, it really was excellent. But I, I I don't know. I guess just in my mind as I'm thinking about it right now, kind of I just think it's a little bit more limited in, in what you can do you can't get quite as weird um and crazy with lego as as you would hot wheels maybe sure. at, at least in my opinion so yeah it'll be interesting to see what what they what they reveal uh next but the thing is it's just anything that this team tends to put out is just fun i think that that's the main thing you, you play it you have fun playing it like the entire time i was playing this here and normally you know you'll play this multiplayer i got this footage solo so i was just playing by myself i played it with um friends last night as well and it, it's just even more fun obviously when you play with play with friends um so yeah if anyone is interested then i would definitely recommend um checking it out so 100 percent, you'd say it's worth the 13 quid or whatever it is yeah absolutely if you like the base game uh yeah uh, uh, absolutely I, I don't regret spending my however many microsoft reward points it cost me um <laughs> in the end but I, I wouldn't have hesitated to just buy this with with money as well if i had it Nah, fair enough i think i'm gonna do i'll do a quick uh, shout out to chat actually because i don't think we've not, we've not properly done one of those in a while uh but thank you for tuning in by the way uh so we have pixel slappers here it's timmy uh tuka and gula bmg stubs gaming Shadow Mall. I don't think I've seen that name uh, recently, at least. So welcome if you're new. Uh, what other names? I thought I saw some others here. Uh, Mesico is here as well. Yeah, thank you for thank you all for being here. Ash is here as well. Good evening to you all. Hope you're enjoying the show. Um, that's cool. So unless if, uh, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about in terms of Forza, uh, did you guys want to move on to one of the other two? Are you ready for it, or have I missed anything from Forza World? No, I, I, I think I think that's um, I think that's pretty much everything to say on that. Like I say, if you if you like Forza, if you like Horizon, then you'll undoubtedly like this. Don't let any concerns about it being just another Hot Wheels expansion um, uh, turn you off in any way, because it is genuinely excellent and, and a lot of a lot of fun. Although actually, this bit isn't a lot of fun. There's just you're doing like 200 mile an hour on the track, and then there's just like people doing about 40 <laughs> around the track, and you, I was smashing them because I wasn't paying full, full attention there. So um, no, but I think maybe it would be cool to go on to maybe Stray next sure because thing. I know yeah. I know both of you guys have have finished Stray. I believe is that is that right? I have. Yeah. Have you finished yep. it as well, Luke? Yep. Cool. Finished it today. That's cool. So I've, seen a num- I've seen a number of people in chats bringing up Stray as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy to jump in if, you, if you're ready for yeah. it. Yeah, go for it. What I'd like, if you don't mind, Pucks, obviously yeah, we've, we've seen it. Um, how would you describe it? If, if, if you could maybe describe Stray and Luke, I'll maybe ask you to do the same thing afterwards because okay. the game, I think, is really interesting. I can't wait to play it. I have got it. I'm going to play it after as does as does false um but if somebody was to say right what is stray what type of game is it how how would you describe it oh wow um it's <laughs> almost like a weird realistic cat simulator i guess but <laughs> set in some strange and mysterious cyberpunk-ish world um it's probably how i put it i don't i don't quite want to say platformer because that puts a specific image in people's minds which i don't think is quite accurate but um, yeah, almost like a cat simulator, mm. really. In and you're kind of 
arguably accident for anyone who hasn't played it we'll try we haven't got any footage of it because we it's kind of spoiler territory by playing it you have to play the game to experience it properly and watching gameplay in my opinion would give it away and arguably spoil it quite a bit and it doesn't quite have the same i think just watching it is not the same as actually playing controlling this cat with the controller it just has the way it plays is just quite unique i think because there's, there's not many games which in which the main character is just an animal and the ones where any game where you do control animals is arguably almost just tacked on and it's not the best outside of you know horse riding on a with your character or whatever else but no it's a very unique experience um but yeah i'll probably say it's like almost like a cat simulator but I'll, I'll let luke um how would you describe the game in your own words um yeah it's, it's quite difficult to um describe i think it's it's more like it's like a, an adventure puzzle game it's probably okay. the way i would describe it so you know it's it's a, a linear adventure puzzle game um in the sense of um it's not open world it's kind of guided in these bigger areas yeah. um a lot of it is about discovery finding things working things out obviously the central plot that runs through the game and then all of the kind of interactive stuff that you're doing is is essentially puzzle based there is a, a bit of action um but it's not the focus is even a bit of stealth actually at points hmm. um so yeah it's it's like it's like that it, it, it's a bit like i think if i was you know comparing it to classic games it's a bit like sort of um like eco or something like that something that for me to Ueda would would maybe make not not like shadow of the colossus but you know last guardian something like that except yeah, okay. you're a cat so that kind of game uh and i think it clearly takes a lot of influences from those games fully enough um but it's really an exceptional game i think it's it's really really well made uh and it's i think as as puck said you you kind of you need to play it to feel it properly because i don't think videos convey you know how how tactile it is how fun it is hmm. to to actually control this this cat and and how how it really um i think what it does really well is it makes you look at environments you know in your world so much more differently than other games because you know the sense of verticality in this game is really high you know haha uh, no pun intended but um you you know you you're you look at the world as if you're a cat because you are a cat right and you look at exploring the world as if you are a cat which i think is something that is really clever you know it's really not an easy thing to do and um yeah it's not it's not platformy as in i think platformers i think the way they've done platforming this game is really again clever and really um a good idea because they don't the way that platforming works is it's not like you know um a mario or something like that where you have no. full range of control about where you're jumping and how you're jumping somewhere it's kind of all contextual surfaces so you can just look at somewhere and you know if you're on the ps5 or ps4 x will pop up indicating you can jump to it you press x and you the the cat jumps to the surface and i think i think they might have 
spoken about it previously and they said they didn't want to do that kind of free roam platforming because it would just be frustrating because of the nature of how cats jump and the things that they jump onto being really mm. small surfaces. So it would have been a real pain in the ass to get that right. Um, and having but, played it, like, I completely agree with that sentiment as well. Like I would have yeah. hated it trying to balance on his tiny little... Trying to balance, yeah, trying to balance on yeah. pipes and rails and, you know, small fan ventilation system. Like, all of that stuff would have been a nightmare to actually do as a normal mm. um, normal platformer. Um, but it's still, even though it's that kind of platforming, it's still really fun. It's really fun to do. Um, so I'm really quite... It's really impressive, actually, I think, how they've how they've how they've how they've done it and i think you know um it's it's such a great looking game um it's really impressive visually artistically um the way that they use light in in that game is exceptional um you know art direction is exceptional um even on base ps4 it it looks and runs phenomenal it looks great is it 60 fps on PS4. I assume it is, but uh, no, it's not base. It's thirty. Is it thirty. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, PS4 Pro is thirty as well. Believe it or not. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Mm. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, so it, it on PS5 it's sixty, um, which I think helps. Although you don't. I mean, it's not as if you need the higher frame rate on the game because it's not as if you're doing no, like exactly. super difficult, you know, things. But uh, I, yeah, I just I just think it's great. It's got really um interesting and um kind of emotional story as well um and uh it's just it's just great it's just a great game and i think like i mean obviously if you love cats then they've absolutely nailed you know everything about a cat really you know from its movement to you know the amount of mischief you can cause and kind of the attitude of of that animal yeah. like it's all condensed into the game so i'll even um, i'll even extend that to say that even if you don't like cats which is the category that i'm in yeah you still <laughs> like, love it I, you still love the game i yeah. remember because yeah. i was i remember when the when the trailers first came out um i believe luke from from the from the offset you was really excited for this game and i think uh indie gamer and a number of others were as well i myself i liked the look of it but i just couldn't tell what the game was and it's one of the reasons why you need to play it to kind of really get it and to really experience it because from somebody who watched the trailers and not thinking much of it mm. knowing that i had it there at my disposal just to just download and play obviously i took advantage of that as why wouldn't i and it's become one of my favorite games of the year i'm quite confident yeah. in saying that it's that's how much i liked it too and what well, i did it in about what six and a half to seven hours so it's not a massive game and that's even me not having 100 percent of it so there's still more for me to go back and and finish and yeah. i like how there's all the optional parts where if you stumble across them, you can do them, but there's no like inbuilt quest log or things like that, that you have to keep track of or, or pointers to follow. It's literally, you are this small cat in this respectively large world from the, from, from your perspective. And you're just trying to figure out what's going on and, and you can, it's going to sound odd. So without spoiling too much, you, you end up having a robot companion who ends up kind of being the dialogue between you and the other characters in the world so you can understand them because of course it doesn't make sense for a standard cat to just understand language um but just listening or reading i should say what's going on um as you're just meeting random people and you kind of the way that the story builds up and you it kind of makes you figure out what's going on um 
and there's a few little parts in the game as well. It's all optional, but you can um, they again. I'll try not to spoil it too much, but they call them memories, and they're kind of these things that you collect on, and it kind of just unveils a bit unveils a bit more about what happened and what's going on, and just gives a bit more context as to why the environment is what it is. And I got so intrigued when I was just reading stuff about this. That's how kind of engrossed I got into the story. Um, to the point I'm when I'm reading something, I'm kind of audibly going, oh, wow, okay, that's what happened, you know, and <laughs> that's why this is going on. Um, no, I, yeah. I think it's a fantastic game. But everyone, please yeah. go out and play it if you can. Yeah, and I think it has, um, and I think Scott will know exactly what I mean when I say this, it has the advantage, like one of the big advantages of this game, one of the plus, you know, in the in the tick column uh, for being a good experience is it's, it's short, you know, it's not very long. Um, so it's, you know, I think I did it in five hours, um, but it's five quality hours. There's no, there's no fluff again, no pun intended. There's no fluff in the game. There's no padding. There's no bullshit. It's just, you know, and I, I think some games even that are linear, uh, and that aren't particularly long, they have this thing where, you kind of like, you know what's coming, like you know there's going to be some sort of obstacle that comes up next and you're going to have to solve another puzzle to get past that bit. I never got that in straight. They always kind of paced it really well. So I never thought, oh, fuck, you know, there's some bullshit coming up again that I've got to go through for another 20 minutes before I advance the story or whatever. Um, I think it's um, just just super just super well done it's just really well done and i would uh, again i mean look if you've got um a playstation it's it's available on the extra and premium service so you can, it's just included and i think even even if you don't uh, how much is it scott on pc is it 15 20 pounds something like that maybe a bit more oh he's gone oh you muted scott uh, yep that would be me <laughs> muted apologies um <laughs> Uh, I can't actually remember how, how much it is. It's it's, it's a relatively um, cheap game, though. It, you know, it's yeah. it's maybe like twenty twenty quid. I will double double check. Twenty three ninety nine. Um, it, yeah. it is. Um, okay. But I, I think just a, a point that you make there, look, that uh, I would like to touch on is just the kind of the uh, the length of the game. Where you say you complete it in five hours, um, but they're five quality hours. I take that any day. Over, of the week over a 50 hour where 90 yep. percent of it is just fluff or added content uh, or you know i have this often with kind of grpgs <laughs> it's a weird comparison but they've often just got unnecessary dif- difficulty spikes in certain elements of the game to force you to go and grind and do side stuff before you return to the main story so that to me personally has me really excited to, to play the game because i know i'm going to play it and um, based on all the amazing feedback that i've heard from from both you guys is i know i'm probably going to really really enjoy it and then i'm probably not going to play it again but that's fine i'm going to yeah. probably enjoy for yeah. what it is for is those hours it is, it's yeah. yeah it's not going to outstay its welcome um and yeah i think a lot of people seem to have enjoyed it i read it was annapurna's kind of best performing game on steam um to date Oh, wow. uh, especially okay. when it's when you know when it's included on ps uh plus extra and premium as well i think that that's great obviously there will be some crossover there so um yeah really really pleased with, with what i've been hearing about the game um i was really intrigued going into it um and i think when annapurna first showed it off it was kind of i think the first thing that kind of uh strikes you is just the art style and how it looks 
Um, and I, I assume that kind of holds up throughout the entirety of the of the game, kind of the environment and um, where they've gone yeah. from that perspective. Yeah, it's uh, the one, the only negative I would give that game, and I can't for the life of me understand why they did it, or why rather they didn't do it, is that it doesn't have HDR, and That's that a shame. is it is a game. <laughs> yeah, it's in a cyberpunk environment with tons of neon everywhere. It would just, it looks amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I just kept playing it, thinking this would, <laughs> this would like take it, it to just another make it level. Pop that better, yeah, it yeah. would just make it. But it's like the perfect environment for this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and it and it doesn't have it. And I mean, that's a very minor negative because it's not as if every game needs HDR. But it, it just would have elevated the. I can't. I guess the visuals and the artistry even more, um, but it, it does hold up. You know, there's no areas that look worse than any others. Really, there's a really um, high level of detail throughout the game, uh, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, like I said, the, the lighting that they use is just—it's all baked in, but it's just so impressive. Like the way that they've lit the city, you know, it feels. Almost feels more cyberpunky than something like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven at times. Like it, it feels yeah. it's everything. I mean, it's only small environments by comparison, but they're so dense with stuff, you know, with um, objects and uh, geometry and characters and detail across the ground, and it feels like a really lived in, real place, um, which is probably the best compliment I can give it. Um, so yeah, it's it's super it's super impressive. Um, in fact, I, I'd probably say it's one of the most impressive indie games I think I've ever played, from a technical perspective. Yeah, from from a small team, it's such an impressive game visually. Yeah, and you, technically you'd... as well, all of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd think it was a bigger team. I think with the amount of detail, it's basically on the same level as something like um, something like uh, Kenner Bridge of Spirits, right? Mm. It's on that. Okay. It's yeah. on that level of high quality. Um, seems like a bigger team rather than an indie uh, sort of thing. So, yeah, it's it's, it's brilliant. It's really good. Who is the developer behind it, Luke? Uh, It's uh, B12 Studios, I think they're called. I think it's their first game. Oh, is it? I mean, that's pretty impressive for a for a first game then from from the from the sounds yeah. of it um, when you play the game yeah. you'll kind of understand where the b12 comes from as well it's kind uh, of a okay. reference to its own first product yeah. yeah um but uh yeah it's uh so they've done and i, th- I think they're french um yes yeah so uh yeah it's it's um it's super impressive you know again like like kenna you know first game uh, just such a high bar for whatever they make next, really. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely go and buy it. If, you know, if if you enjoy, you know, if you enjoy actual kind of adventure games, adventure puzzlers um, that are really high quality, um, then you should just go and buy it. I think because it's worth mm. it. I think. Yeah. I think one of the things I do want to add on as well is um, when you mentioned about the verticality earlier. Because I know when I first started playing, as you say, the, the whole game is linear anyway, but you do have those small there's sections in the game where even though, yes, you're going to linearly progress onto the next stage once you've done X, Y, Z, like you have these small, almost like a mini sandbox where you can explore a little bit and look around. Um, I think one of the first area where, where that happens, uh, again, I'm just on the ground level walking through these streets and then you meet some NPCs, you kind of talk and then they say to do whatever. Um 
And there's me thinking, oh, okay, so the game almost forces you to go vertical at that instance. And there's me thinking, well, how the hell do I get up there? And then before I knew it, I was seeing all these X icons to jump onto things. And then once you get up there, you then realize you've got all of this open stuff outside of the ground level. I know it sounds ridiculous because the game almost shows it off through the trailers as well. But again, when you experience it for real and you've and you've done those actions, it's like, oh, wow, I can go here, I can go there. I wonder if I can go over here. You know, you, can't, you then begin to play with it. And I've not really done that in many games because they've a lot of games that do have verticality in, in a similar fashion, I guess. It's it's always, almost made too obvious where you can or can't go. So I've never really bothered to explore because you can see where the boundary is, if that makes sense. But in this game, it's in a good way, it's not super clear. So it enables you to try to see where you can go. And then if you can't go there, then it's fine. You've learned that. But then you try somewhere else which looks like you can go there and there may just be a little secret that you find. And I found that really cool. Just uh, that small sense of exploration really pays off. And I think, as you said, Scott, because it's not like a massive 60-plus-hour campaign with you know collectibles and hidden secrets littered everywhere. Like You don't get bored of looking around because the environments, yeah. respectively, aren't massive. So it just made it, as you said, it, it was just much more fulfilling, I think, knowing that it wasn't a massive game yet I've got all that enjoyment out of it rather than having question marks crammed in on a map and getting bored of going to each one just to find, I don't know, some thing. <laughs> yeah. But no. In terms of that mean. exploration, um, I think I might have saw somebody in chat mention this before. So uh, obviously the environmental exploration as a cat is obviously a mass, massive part of it. And you mentioned there, Pucks, how it kind of highlights where you can jump. Can you actually just jump in this game or do you highlight and say right i want to jump there and you can kind of only jump to places that it, it lets you jump to if that makes yeah, sense yeah there's no there's no dedicated jump button to jump whenever you want you have to jump when the prompt comes up so the x button is arguably yes that is the jump button but you can't freely just jump on the right. spot you have to jump when the game tells you you can and i think i saw something in chat actually about about apparently that's put some people off which i found quite surprising but then i think it comes from if you haven't played it you have to play it to kind of understand that it makes sense because yes it's a cyberpunk world and obviously it makes no sense like a lot of games it's its own isolated story and it is what it is but at the end of the day you are a cat and i don't think in my you know this is from me who didn't like the game from the trailer originally that it didn't make it doesn't make sense to to be able to do that like there's no real need because yeah Cats don't jump on the spot. <laughs> it's, and again, I know that's putting realism into something which is not real at all, but it's that connection which I think is important. And I think if you was to just jump on the spot freely like like a normal platformer, if anything, I feel like that would take away... I don't know, I feel like it would just take away from what it is. I don't know what you feel about that, Luke, but I just don't feel like... I feel like it would just remove something. Yeah, I think, um, I think th what they've done is right because, as I said before, like... Having a dedicated jump button would be um, a bit annoying in this game in terms of the types of surfaces you're jumping on are very small and finicky, and I don't really know how that would work if you had a dedicated jump button. And I think the other thing is that by doing it the way that they've done, they make the animation transition really smooth and fluid, you know, yeah. a cat jumping. Um, and it kind of immerses you more into being a cat. Whereas I think it would just look weird and kind of wacky if you were doing these sporadic 
silly jumps around the environment, you know, trying to jump on a, I don't know, a, a pole or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just, um, I think the approach is right. And yeah, I don't really get, it's the same people who complained when, like, I don't know, God Award didn't have a jump jump button anymore or stuff like that. It's like, well, why? You know, yeah. why Why is that? It's, it's not, they're not platformers. It's non-platforming game, so you don't really need it. Um, and the way they've done it is is a compromise in a sense, but it's the best, I think, but having played it, it's by far the best choice that they could have made, really. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's really good. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think... I'm just really impressed by it. You know, I just think that they just did such a great job. I was always interested in it anyway, anyway from when it was announced, obviously. Um, but um, you never really know how they're going to turn out some of these games, um, particularly from a brand new studio. Yeah. So it's been a, a really nice um, surprise to see that it's actually just an excellent game. So I've just seen um, a comment in chat as well from BMG. Half jokingly saying, is there a lick your own bits button? <laughs> However, there isn't, but there is a meow but, button. There is Which a meow button. Yeah, it's mostly useless. But what I did find it's quite fun. <laughs> yeah, it's quite fun. And if you're again, if you're into, if you're a trophy hunter or achievement hunter, or that kind of yeah, person, there that. is an achievement for meowing a hundred times or whatever it is, and yeah, you kind of have to sit there and spam it. But what I did like is that there are a few. It's not completely useless because there were, there were a few moments where if you're stuck, um, you can press the meow button, and then there's like a number of lights. Um, in certain areas, and if you meow, and you're not quite sure where to go or how to get to a certain part. Like they kind of yeah, light yeah, up in yeah, order to kind yeah. of say go that oh, way. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That, it's that, a really unique cool way to kind of try to direct that. you. It's more so at the yeah. beginning of the game rather than later on because you kind of you kind of get you un, you kind of understand how the movement works for that point. But it's almost to and it's my impression of it because it's mainly at the beginning only. Um, it's kind of almost to try and guide you as to. How about you try going here and try to maybe jump on these things? And it's like, oh yeah, that's what I have to do. So I've yeah. had a few moments of that early game where I was like, what the hell? I'm not seeing any prompts to go anywhere. And it's like, oh, I've got to do this, and then I can jump up the head. It's... <laughs> yeah, and there's um, <laughs> what I liked as well, which I only figured out probably an hour in, is that so the game has some it has cutscenes uh, effectively, mm-hmm. which are all all real time. It has a few that are. FMVs, basically, some of the bigger stuff that happens. But for the most part, they're all real time. And you can just spam the meow button during it. And, and the, ca- oh, the cat, yeah, the cat will just meow and animate meow um, as, as other stuff is going on, which is just oh, I didn't brilliant. Know that. Yeah. So if That's you go really back cool. and try it, which I found out because I just pressed it by accident, um, which is really cool. Uh, and there's all sorts of like, you know, if you, if you like cats, there's all sorts of in, you know, interactive environmental cat-based shenanigans you can get up to which is you know a lot of fun um as well so uh yeah it's uh yeah go and go and meow in the cutscenes. it's really it's really (laughs) i'll bear that in mind i suppose and i think the other final note i do have on the game again if you're a trophy or achievement hunter type person or you just like that kind of thing so there is actually uh an achievement to to sleep for an hour in the game but (laughs) I, I didn't. I, I kind of looked it up by accident. Um, but apparently, to get to unlock it, you have to. So there's a few places in the game where you can press like the triangle button or whatever, and the cat will just kind of sleep, and then the camera kind of just pans around you a little bit. Um, and there's loads of different locations where you can do that. But what I didn't realize is that you actually have to sleep for a whole hour in the game, as in real time, and you can't mm. 
and it's not cumulative. Cumulative. How do I say the word? It's not cumulative. Can't even say it. That's what I mean to say. You won't be able to say yeah. it now, Pucks. You're in. You're in your own head. That's yeah, it. Your... <laughs> just just wait until really wait until the show's finished. You'll say it first time, Matt. Oh, uh, I'm sure I will. But uh, yeah, and then I realised that oh, to unlock this, you have to just press the button and leave the game. You just have to walk away from it or watch it if you so wish. So. If you're into that kind of thing, it's literally a sleep achievement. I've just seen Tuka Guru in the chat. Sleep for an hour in the game. Don't touch your controller. Wait till it pings, and then you can carry on playing. But uh, yeah. outside of that, pick it up. It's a great game. There's another... There's, I just want to mention as well, because yeah, yeah. it's kind of on the same lines as the light um, feature that you mentioned, yeah. Pox. And I found this incredibly helpful, and I really appreciate that they did it. And again, this isn't this isn't a spoiler because everybody's seen what the game looks like and stuff. But basically, you have a, a companion, a little robot through the game. Um, and what you can do at any time is you can press down on the D-pad and he'll pop out and he will tell you what your objective is, where you need to go, what you need to do. And it's really helpful because sometimes, especially if you go away from games for a long time, like it might not be immediately clear. And there were times where, you know, I was doing different stuff in the environment. I would just, you know, be interacting with stuff and having play around and I would just forget, you know, what am I supposed to do again? Or maybe I didn't see the cutscene quickly and being able to just press down and get like a, you know, explainer essentially of what to do um, was, was really helpful in addition to as you said, Pucks, the uh, the light thing that they do, which is really clever. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think we've sung, you know, if we were Metacritic, it would be like a 100% or something at this point with the amount of... <laughs> there's really no... Like, I really didn't have... I can always play a game and have, like, a couple of criticisms, but I really, apart from the HDR thing, I really don't have any criticisms against it. It's really that good, so... Um, yeah, I think even for me, great. yeah, like thinking about it, like this isn't a criticism at all. But I remember because I get my wife was watching me play, and she was getting really invested in it as well, just being a bystander watching, watching the the story and engaging in it. Um, I don't think the, the ending isn't abrupt because it kind of you kind of do what you was meant to do, if that makes sense. Again, without spoiling it, but I remember as soon as it went black and you know the credits roll, my wife was just like, well, "What happens? What?" what's going on now what's the next step and then she like she was looking up online and apparently um the devs have apparently said they've tried to kind of leave it open for maybe a sequel or some form of like another game in this kind of world so you never know we may get a stray two at some point which i would love to see by the way if that is ever a thing but uh no the story is fantastic as well about giving too much away you just have to yeah. you just have to take it for what it is yeah Agreed. Luke, I you're think, playing uh, it on PS... Oh, sorry, go on, mate. No, go on. Go on. Go ahead, Scott. I was just going to say, you're playing on PS5, aren't you? Yeah. Does it use haptics at all? Uh, it it, um, it doesn't... Well, yes, it does. It does some really cool things with haptics, actually. Um, it, it doesn't use many related to the triggers, if any, I don't think. But the one thing it does do, which I just really loved, was that if the cat starts purring, it will rumble... <laughs> Uh, like a purr. and it plays yeah. and it plays the the purr sound through the speaker and it's ident- i mean it's identical to jim who's one of my cats like so i'm literally yeah. there like oh there you go good jim 
rubbing the controller. Uh, <laughs> but so it does it does stuff like that, um, which nice. is which is really nice, and and some other little hapticky stuff. But that's like the main thing. Um, it's not it doesn't have much interaction on the triggers as a game, so there's nothing really they could do on that. But yeah, it does use that, um, and it has um, I think it uses 3D audio as well. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a great experience. Um, nice, it's awesome. Definitely check but, it out, people. <laughs> yeah, but I was going to say, I think as we've probably exhausted Stray, we should probably move on to As Dusk Falls, which is kind right. of a good one to go to, actually, because, again, like a lot of the games in this, not all of us have played this. And, in fact, Scott, I think you're the only one who's actually played this so far, and you've got quite far into it. So I, yeah. uh, I, I, I kind of came to this... I think as people know, I was always very skeptical of this game because I always said that a lot of it rested on how good the story was going to be. I mean, all of it essentially rested yeah. on how good that... And I was really pleased when reviews started coming out that people were like, actually, it's, it's a fantastic story. Um, has that been your experience so far, Scott? Uh, and how far have you got into it? Yeah, so the game's split into books, two books, um, book one, book two, and then each book has three chapters each of the six chapters in total. I'm about halfway through chapter five at the moment, so I'm getting towards the, the end of the story. Um, obviously, I will keep this spoiler free, so if anyone's playing, don't don't worry. Um, obviously, I don't want to spoil it for, for anyone who, who's excited. As you said, Luke, uh, the entire game is the narrative. Um, and yeah, I was skeptical going in somewhere to yourself, Luke, because obviously they couldn't give too much about the story away, which I think put a lot of emphasis on the art style, which was quite uh, divisive, uh, understandably so. Um, and I think, so first on the on the art style, that uh, has actually grown on me quite a lot. I actually really like what, what they've done. And the more I play it, the more I the more I've enjoyed it, um, like the subtle way that they, they use animation. Not all of it's kind of in that, um, I don't really know how to even describe it, to be perfectly honest. There is some kind of animated bits as well, but also the way they kind of portray emotion and feelings in the character's face and body language, they've, they've managed to do that even in this kind of picturesque, I guess, 2D uh, art style that, that they've chosen. Um, but in terms of the story, I've really, really enjoyed what they've what they've done with the story. Um, the main thing uh, that I have concerns with these types of games is whether your choices actually matter. Um, often with decisions, um, ultimately what you might be choosing is just the dialogue, but the outcome is the same. Um, but for this, the, the choices that you make throughout have a real genuine and meaningful impact on what happens next in the story and not just what happens um, in the next couple of minutes, but also um, in the next couple of hours uh, as well. Um, so there's a few ways that they do that. So uh, the first way is obviously just your responses to characters. And the way that I've started playing the game, uh, and this happened quite quickly and quite naturally, is uh, you build just an idea of each of these characters. So you're not playing as one character and you're not just making decisions for that character. Um, the story cuts between different perspectives and you make choices for multiple characters throughout the game. Um, and you kind of develop um, just, I, I guess, an understanding or a feeling for how that character is 
um, and everyone's perspective on that will will be different. Um, and so kind of the way that I'm playing through it at the moment, and obviously you can play it through uh, multiple times at the end of the chapter as it kind of shows you what direction you went and where you could have gone. It doesn't show you what happens, but kind of shows you the paths that they are depending on the choices that you make. Um, but it's kind of turned into kind of like, my playthrough is kind of the only or the right playthrough, if that makes sense. And every other playthrough is kind of the wrong playthrough because I've got, I'm choosing my decisions, not based on how I think the character on what I want to happen, but how I think that character would be because I've developed kind of an understanding of who that character is or why or who I think that character is. And then I'm making choices um, based on that understanding. Um, but then they also have like um, QTEs as well, which also impact um, the story. If you mess up a QTE, then something different might happen than if you get it um, if you get it right. I don't want to go into too much detail, but the, the, the actions that come after a QTE can differ depending on whether you uh, make it successfully or, or not. Um, and like I say, it's just they've, they've all got genuine meaning behind each one of those. Um, I, I don't think it's a spot to say, obviously, there are a number of characters in here and the decisions that you make will directly impact that character um, quite a lot uh, as well. It's um, it's difficult to go into too much detail, like I say, without uh, with, without Spawner, but I really like the direction they've gone with the narrative. I'm really excited to see how it finishes. Um, the only thing I didn't like, and I don't like this in any game, if I'm being honest, is uh, one of the QTEs has a mash button. I hate anything that requires mashing, um, but thankfully in the accessibility options of which it's got plenty, you can actually turn that off. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really, really enjoying it. Uh, and I think, I do think you'll really enjoy it as, as well. Look, I've seen Indy in the chat. He says um, he's really enjoying it. I think he said it, it, it was awesome. It's got an epic story. So uh, I'm not alone in that. And obviously the general consensus is that the story is quite, quite good as um as well uh yeah indy's just touched on the fact that the QT qtes actually mean something to have an impact if you're sort of react the only thing with the qte is again just on the mashing point is the mashing one is the most difficult it's the easiest to mess up because i don't like it because i've turned it off um it just replaces it with a tap uh, and what that means is it's really easy it's very difficult to mess up the qts when you when you remove that function so just just bear that in mind if you kind of want to add a i guess an element of difficulty to it it's, it's not awfully difficult but it does make it a little, little bit easier so um yeah so so that's that's sort of where i'm at, at the moment like i say i'm in the middle of chapter five of six um similar to stray it's not an awfully long game um it's probably about six hours in total, um, I'm probably about four, four and a half in at the moment with a chapter and a half to go. Um, so it really doesn't out, outstay uh, its, its welcome at all. Um, so I think that's kind of like a, a good high level or good summary of it. Um, obviously, without going into too many uh, details or, or anything that can be considered spoiled, do you guys have any questions on sort of any aspect of the game um, that I can maybe help with? One I did have actually was so you say the game's you know a good about five or six hours approaching coming up to the end. Um, is it just a one playthrough game though, or is it one of those ones where you have multiple endings and there's like would you play it again and select different choices? Because I'm aware there's a number of choices which I saw yeah. Indy say earlier in the chat as well that it feels like your choices actually have a real impact in what happens and what and what occurs. So. Is yeah. there a lot of replay replayability in this? And would you want to replay it, having almost finished it once? 
So there is a lot of replayability. And at the end of each chapter, like I say, it kind of gives you like a, a graph or a flow chart almost of the story. And it shows you the path that you took. Um, it also gives oh, you like okay. a summary of uh, of what the choices it, it thinks means uh, about you. So it'll say like, oh, you're loyal or you're a quick thinker just based on how you've interacted with, with the choices. Um, so it shows you the path that you took through the story. Um, it doesn't show you what the alternatives are, but it'll show you where the paths branch off. Uh, and I believe you can kind okay. of go back to certain sections of the game and replay those sections if you want to see where that story goes um this isn't a criticism of the game but in my opinion i'm not going to play the game a second time because like i said i've i'm playing it and the way i'm looking at it is i'm playing it the right way <laughs> and what i mean by that is i'm making a choice based on what i think that character would do um so going back and replaying it um and choosing a different option would purely just be for the sake of choosing a different option and i wouldn't want to that isn't how i would play the game or how i would play that character if that makes sense so um you can certainly can play through it multiple times uh, i don't know if there's multiple endings i assume there are multiple endings um i'll maybe report back on that next week i'll probably complete it uh, complete it tomorrow um but it's i don't see me going back and playing it i think the story that i get will be my story and i think that would be for me the kind of the right story if that makes sense so then mm. from that perspective anything else would kind of be the the wrong story i guess in, in a sense so um i might if there are multiple endings i probably won't play through it what i might do is maybe just look up what the alternative endings are um but yeah there's certainly a re replayability in there and uh, like i say the way that they do the graph at the end is pretty cool because you can kind of pick and choose where where you want to to go or just replay the entire chapter again if you want so if it seems like a kind of game where, again, if, if you're into trophy achievement collecting, that it's going to have achievements for seeing, I don't know, potentially all 50 endings or something ridiculous like that. So uh, you're not into anything like that, I assume. I know you're not a massive achievement hunter or anyone like that. So Yeah, that, that that's not for me. I mean, it's fairly generous in the achievements that it gives, but there are some achievements that I've got where that achievement was only possible because of the choice I made throughout the story. Obviously, if anyone who made a different choice would not have got that achievement so if you want 100 percent then yeah you'll probably need to do multiple playthroughs to sure. to get those just an indie gamer in chat as well say um but for me i felt so conflicted in decisions a lot of the time like the ones they say are key decisions and don't time out so yeah I suppose in those moments did you spend a lot of time contemplating your actions before you did it yeah, there are a few. So there, there's kind of two ways that they do the the actions, I guess. So the first one is it'll be kind of it's it's dialogue based. So somebody says something, asks you a question, you have multiple choice options, and I believe those are timed. You got about twenty seconds to make a decision, which isn't an awful lot of time. But then there are um, significant parts of the story where you've got to make a big decision on what direction you want to go. I believe they're referred to as crossroads in the game um okay. and those i believe you don't have a time now because they're so um uh i guess important to the direction the story is going to go they don't force you to um to make a quick decision there but some of them are really really difficult to make um i would love to give an example of one that really stands out um obviously i'm, I'm not going to for, for spoiler reasons but there are some where you're genuinely you're almost torn between so, uh, Indy, I don't know if this is um, how, how you felt, but there are parts because you build 
sort of feelings towards the characters in the game, but you also build um, just the characters themselves in terms of how you think they would react. And often what a fan is always torn between what I wanted to do and what I thought the character that I was controlling would do in that situation, if, if that makes sense. So what I've tried to do is try to play it as the character rather than rather than myself, um, which has led to some like really difficult or, or tricky decisions. Um, and like I say, those have genuine meaning and impact on 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 where the where the story goes. So um, yeah, if you had any concerns about kind of the story or or, or that sort of thing, I, I would say you, you've got nothing really to to be concerned about, and I'm sure you'll you'll enjoy it. No, that's fair enough. It's one thing that's a shame about again both Stray and this game, in that as much as we both want to talk about them in more detail than we already have been, it's <laughs> you just can't, can you? Because it's just. It's so it's all spoiler territory without giving anything away. So, yeah, it would be cool maybe in a couple of weeks once the dust has settled on it. Um, and if you guys, oh, Pucks, are you going to play through it? I, I will be at some point yep. soon. Yeah, definitely. Cool. And look, I assume you you'll be playing it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be. Yeah. It, it might be cool just maybe as part of a podcast in a few weeks. I say when when the dust has settled to kind of have a spoiler chat about. It, without any sort of understanding of where each other's stories went, if that makes sense, it would be good to understand where the where everyone's stories ended, uh, and maybe talk about some of like those big decisions and 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 what you did, or even if you got those decisions, because there's probably th decisions that I've made that, depending on what you did early in the game, you might you might not have even got it. Um, so I, I think it'll be re really cool to uh, do that. But yeah, it, it is a very difficult game to um, talk about without spoilers because it is so um, heavy on the narrative. But um, the one thing I will say is, in my opinion, the narrative is very good. Uh, so if that's your concern, then hopefully that alleviates some some of those concerns. I've got a question for you, Scott, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah go for it. It's kind of prompted by a pixel slap I've just seen in the chat uh, in response to someone else who's just said, I, I just treated the game as a human. F the story, I just kept being me. Um, so, my with regards to that, then my question to you would be: Like, did you make those? So, whatever these decisions and choices were, did you make those decisions based on the character, or did you just did you go ahead with what you yourself would do if you was in that situation? If you understand what I mean. Yeah, so I think the important thing here is you're playing as multiple characters. You're making decisions and choices for different characters in the story at different parts. Um, so from my perspective, I didn't think it was then right to play it as me. Otherwise, every character I would just be playing as me and it would just be a reflection of me and my character. So like I say, I tried to play it as the character um, based on my understanding of what I thought that character would do in that situation. So the choice that I make for one okay. character, if two different characters were presented with the same choice, not that they necessarily were or, or, or have, um, I would choose different options based on what I think that character would do. So that's so how I... So the character, and not if you was in their shoes kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, okay. because like I say, if I played it through as if it was in my shoes, then every character would just play like me. But these are distinct characters with different backstories. And um, you start to, as the story progresses, you kind of um, get an understanding of maybe why that character is how he is or what led to that point. So I don't think this is a spoiler, but the way kind of the story works in some parts is um, it does flashbacks. So you might there'll be an element of the story that you're playing 
and you might get a certain impression of the character based on that but then a flashback um and the story kind of helps you understand why that character might be like that or is in that position or has made that decision which gives you a greater appreciation of, of who they are and what that's kind of led to is an interesting thing where um i made the decision based on uh what i thought that character was at the time but then maybe as the story develops i've gained a better appreciation of why that character is how they are and maybe had i known that when i made the initial decision maybe i would have chosen something different um so it really gets you thinking about previous choices like there has been times where i thought ah shit maybe that wasn't the best the, the best choice um maybe 10 15 minutes later once once you've got a bit more of the bit more of the story so that's how i played it obviously i don't think there'll be any harm in playing it as yourself if that's what if that's what you want to do um I think that's kind of part of the conflict for me, like I say, is making that decision between what I think the character would do and what I personally would do kind of makes some of those bigger decisions quite quite difficult. Well, let's get your perspective, again, I suppose, Luke. Um, I appreciate, again, like me, you've not probably delved into the game yet, so what you say now could well be different from when you first get your hands on it, but do you have almost like an instinctive approach to these kind of story-driven games? Like, Would you... Like when it's all strong decisions and even though it's different characters, do you try to put yourself in the character's shoes and think what they would do? Or would you put the cells in their shoes and do what you would do? Do you have a particular approach? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the last game, I guess, like this that I played um, so I can think about how I approached it. But, I mean, typically I tend to have more of an instinctual approach to it. It depends on... I guess how pressured for time you are in some of these choices, but I think usually I would, uh, I would be making choices as myself, I guess, um, as a omnipotent presence over the story. Yeah, sure. Um, but I think um, it's a really fun way to play it. As Scott is playing it, especially where you're actually becoming a character you know you're almost role-playing um yeah these choices yeah. which i think is a really cool cool way to do it um because you will probably get i guess a more organic story out of that uh closer to perhaps what you know someone who developed the game who wrote the game might consider to be the canon kind of route for the story yeah. so mm. um so yeah, so I think I mean given given as Scott said, you know, I mean I played like, you know, a lot of David Cage's games before, um, which also task you often with multiple characters. And I think, you know, it's certainly from memory from um when I played Heavy Rain, you know, for example, I would pick choices that I thought were favorable to certain characters, but that's me picking favorites essentially that's me picking as me not as the character and i think in detroit i more role played it so uh, i think in this one i'll probably i'll probably do the same i'll probably try and take scott's approach because i think that could you know result in some interesting stuff coming out of it but uh but yeah i mean it's uh it's it sounds it sounds really great i'm glad you know it was really big fear of mine that just the story would not land um because then there would be no saving it i don't think because you know obviously yeah. it's not in, it's i mean it's effectively a, an interactive graphic novel on the yeah. screen that's that's what it is so there's no other mechanic to save it um how how's the how's the voice acting because i i 
from the clips I'd seen, it sounded like a bit of a mixed bag, but then I heard a lot of the reviews saying that it was really well voice acted and it was one of the positives of the game. So how have you have you found that element? Yeah, generally the voice acting, in my opinion, is is excellent. Um, looking, I think it it almost has to be because of the art style that they've gone for. Yeah, you know they yeah. they can't they can't animate um, feeling or um, th- things like that uh, in the way that they could with kind of like a uh, you know like a mocap game um, like Hellblade or something. Uh, so yeah. you are relying very much on uh, the specific. Um, I guess moment that they choose to show you the character, if that makes sense. It's uh, again, I don't really know how to describe it, but you'll know, you know what I mean. Where it's kind of like still frames and moves to the next frame and the next frame. Um, so the 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 frame that they show during the dialogue combined with the the voice acting does uh, an excellent job at portraying uh, what the uh, the character is saying and what the emotion or feeling behind it is uh, as well. Um, so I, I, like I say, gen- generally, I think it's, 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 it's very good. Um, I don't recall having sort of any particular impressions of the voice acting from, from the trailers. Um, but yeah, like I say, it's, it's uh, generally really good from, from my perspective. And just going back to the point that you said before, Luke, um, about kind of how you would play the game and how maybe uh, you might try the role playing thing. I didn't go into the game with a particular, um, like mind, mindset or a particular method that I wanted to play the game. That's kind of just how the game naturally got me to play. So you might find you don't have to kind of almost force yourself to play that method. If, if you have a similar experience to me, uh, it sounds like maybe Indy's got a slightly different approach to me, but kind of naturally that's just how I felt I should play the game very early on without having to sort of consciously make that decision. I just kind of found myself naturally doing that, if, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, and I just want to pick up maybe off what uh, Indy says there. So Indy says, yeah, excellent voice acting. And he says something has to be said for the expression that comes from the performances from the actors uh, and the art. It really adds to the moment, even if it is a still shot at a time. Yeah, I'd agree with that in- entirely. I think they've done an excellent job of just getting uh, that emotion across with what is essentially compared to most games, very limited amount uh, of information. Um, yeah. So I suppose a, a closing question for you then, Scott. Um, this, all of the good critici- uh, criticism, all of the good comments that you and uh, and chat have been saying about the game, uh, similar to Stray, I guess, because you can't, you have to kind of play it to experience it. But s- spoiler free as much as you can. Um, is there any negatives of the game that stood out to you, or is the game a, a ten out of ten game of the year in your book? Where would you, uh-huh. how would you rate it? Any negative points that you come across, yeah. or things that you thought? Oh, like, I wish that wasn't quite how it was or, you know, whatever. No, honestly, not not really. I think I won't be able to form like a, a good opinion on that until the game's finished because yeah. there's, I'm in a portion of the, of the game at the moment where there is a character who I'm unsure why this character is doing what they're doing. Um, you've got an understanding of maybe a, a kind of a brief understanding as to why, um, but I'm really curious as to like I say, it's very difficult to speak about this. I'm really curious as to what happens with that character. And it could be that I don't like, you know, what, what happens with that character in the end or um, the motives behind what they're doing, for for, for example. Um, and I won't be able to form that decision up and, uh, until I really complete the game because that kind of mm-hmm. character arc, so to speak, hasn't quite finished. But generally speaking, like I say, the... Uh, 
the storytelling so far has been excellent. And like I say, when they've done those flashbacks and they've kind of given you more backstory about each of the characters, um, it's really put into perspective why that character is who they are, I think. Um, so I'm expecting and hopeful that it'll be very similar for, for this other character that, that I'm in at the moment. So I honestly don't really have too many negatives. Um, I think the art style um, it will be uh, divisive. You may not like it in, in the end. I wasn't too... Uh, hot on it during the trailers but it's really grown on me so if anyone has concerns with the art style hopefully that um don't, don't let that hold you back because i think it does grow on you um the like i say just some of the qtes with the mash i wasn't a big fan of that like uh, so i did turn it off but like i say what that's meant is the qtes now are very simple uh so i'm probably not going to be in a position where i fail a qte unless do i do like, it on purpose do you not like those so, from the perspective of what they were too difficult or something or you just didn't, the, the, just didn't the, feel the, right for you or they, they weren't too difficult i just don't like anything that requires mashing a button oh, <laughs> if anything enough. but yeah. but they're, they're not they're not difficult so it'll just be like tap a button mash a button uh swipe left on the left joystick swipe right on the right joystick um right. and you've basically there's a circle appears uh and there may be like the most i've seen is like three or four circles um and then it'll it'll have like an arrow point left which means swipe left and then you've got a small window to do that. And there's kind of a little timer that's um, shown around the circle that kind of goes around that tells you how long you've got. Um, or it might swipe down or it could be tap or it could be mash. Um, like I say, I'm not a big fan of anything that requires mashing. Um, I think it's from my days playing track and field on whatever console paid track <laughs> and field where I had to get a pen top out to play that. Um so I disable that. And like I say, so the only criticism that I've got at the moment, I don't really know how they could address this, um, is some of those decisions, like I say, I would have to intentionally fail if I wanted to see what happened with that. So I, it, maybe there they could be a way that they can maybe just make them a little bit more difficult, um, maybe making them quicker and having more um, buttons that you would have to hit to get it, but that might add a difficulty spike that they don't want in, in this type of game. Um, but that's really picking um, at it, if, if I'm being completely honest with you. So I, I really have, at this moment in time, very little complaints. But as kind of Luke mentioned, it all hinges on the narrative. And while so far it's good, if the ending sucks, um, that is kind of a reflection on the entire game. So I'll be really curious to see where, where it wraps up. But I've got high hopes based on what I've played so far. I think if, uh, if 12 minutes has taught us anything, it's <laughs> to wait until you've yeah. finished a narrative heavy game before you analyze it fully so yeah you know 12 minutes before the end uh for me would have been a really good game and then it was just completely <laughs> ruined so yeah. i don't think that will happen with as does falls but no um, I, I, yeah, I suspect so. not i mean the, i guess the thing is i imagine you would have heard about that from yes. the people who complete yeah. the game from exactly. the reviews it was i think exactly. it was very yeah. evident early on that um yeah 12 minutes had had issues and i've not seen anything uh, of that sort for this thankfully yeah. <laughs> um so but yeah hopefully we're not putting asdos falls in the 12 minutes category when we do our no, end of year no. uh categorization so no 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 chance yeah. of that i think from the impressions that have come out of the game which is uh, yeah. good no no game should be 12 minutes um <laughs> that is a bad place to be for a game 
Uh, absolutely but yeah if anyone's interested uh, i guess just to quickly wrap it up it, actually a couple of little things obviously it is on game pass um it's on pc and console um interestingly it is multiplayer if you want to wear so it's got like an invite code um there's a couple of ways you can play it locally um you can there's a broadcast mode so you can play it with like your twitch chat if anyone's in, into that sort of thing um i think it would stress me out too much playing it with other people though um but you can play it with your phone there's an app so you can use your phone to control and make choices i've not tried that myself i've just oh, wow. used a controller okay. but i imagine that would actually be a lot easier because it's kind of got the um <laughs> weirdly it's kind of got like the destiny cursor where you're kind of moving around the screen it's a little slow you can use the d-pad just to flick between options uh, but there is an app and like i say you can play it with with other people uh and i think the way that that works i'm not entirely sure um you you kind of obviously have to come up with a decision and you kind of vote on what option it is so um the only issue i've got with that is um the story might go then in a direction that i didn't want it to go in because maybe i got outvoted so that would maybe be for me maybe if i was going to play second playthrough then uh, I, I would maybe happily play that because that would obviously give me a different perspective as well and i'll be i'll be less bothered but yeah it, it is co-op i think you can play with like as many people as you want like i say it's got an invite code um and it's yeah really really excellent so um i would definitely recommend checking out i mean like i say it is six hours so it's not it's certainly not going to outstay its welcome by by any stretch so no fantastic that's really good no thanks for your oh thanks for thanks for your uh finger thanks for your words scott couldn't even get my words <laughs> out then but thanks for yours <laughs> <laughs> no really good topics um did you guys want to wrap up the show now because i know there's potentially one more thing that i know luke wanted to discuss um have we got time for that chaps or do you guys need to shoot off or no, no, I'm I'm really curious to hear from Luke actually in particular about about the about the Last of Us because um, there's a little, it, bit, yeah. little bit of little bit of drama this this week uh, I think um, or maybe it started yeah. last week but there's been a little bit of drama so yeah kick us off Scott yeah uh, Luke sorry yeah yeah sure uh, I think so earlier this week uh, as most people probably know um, uh, although it was launched a, a little under the radar. Um, there was a, a effectively a 10 minute video for the last of us part one remake um uploaded onto the playstation youtube channel which is kind of a features and performance trailer so it was um it's a trailer that kind of a a doc slash trailer that talks about the game and the goals for it gives some more gameplay footage and and talks about really all the features and kind of updates um that they're the Naughty Dog are trying to bring to the game, you know, what what kind of elevates it above the original experience. Um, and obviously, you know, I think it's a game that's had this controversy around it to some extent with its, its price tag relative to, I think, what people see. Mm. Um, and that kind of has, again, ignited, well, two topics, really. One about, you know, £70 games. Uh, and then another about you know value perceptive value etc um for games so um so i'm just curious really first of all did I, did either of you watch the video or watch or see some assets from the video and i think to put it into context as well there were some leaks earlier in the week of specific clips from the remake project um these were actually before um that video went live so they were kind of 
not great quality, etc. Um, and again, that that's something that ignited this this quality uh, uh, or this value debate again. So, did our review have a look at the video or manage to check out any assets from it? I did see the video, um, but Scott, did you see it? I didn't. I well, uh, up until early today, when Luke mentioned it, I did see the leaks. Funnily enough, yeah. so the, um, the the leaks, um, or, or should I say more the, the the discussion surrounding the leaks, which you know the the value and all that jazz. I certainly saw that, but I didn't actually realize that they released anything official until until Luke popped it, um, popped it in the in, in our chat. So I have I have watched yeah. it um, since, and I, I have found it is a very. Uh, uh, there's almost two parts of the conversation. There's the conversation about the game itself. Um, and then there's a conversation around the almost the conversation around the conversation that was happening last week about where people land on uh, the value proposition of, of of the game. But so yeah, I, I checked it out be, uh, before the show. I should probably say though that I've not played the original. Uh, maybe to to Luke's su- surprise. So this is a game that I'm looking forward to finally bringing to PC, which I think should be later this year or maybe early next year. I don't think they put it down it, but they said it's coming to PC. Uh, shortly yeah. after or after at least at some point so yeah yeah i think so yeah so i guess i mean your perspective will be different than scott because really you're coming to this as a an entirely new game yeah. so you know and i think that's that's kind of an you know perhaps maybe not the normal perspective because i guess you know last of us is well known and very popular yeah. and everybody's everybody's played you know many many people have played it so i think a lot of people approach the kind of conversation uh from a perspective of having already played the game and then wondering why they should buy this version uh and specifically whether it's worth it and i, I guess um i mean i'll give my thoughts shortly but Pucks, what have you have you played the first game i assume I have. so yeah i did yeah. um so did you play that on the ps3 or the ps4 when the no, remaster i played came i played out? the ps4 remaster okay so having watched the video um well what were your thoughts on the game and its price tag and the you know the project in general before you saw the video and and what have you th- have your thoughts changed since you watched this uh 10 minute kind of breakdown of, of what the project is so regarding the price tag i again from the top blanket level of this is a remaster arguably of a remaster (laughs) in essence and charging full whack for it uh, i think is a a bit of a strange move to make having watched the 10 minute documentary dare i call it um so I, i can understand why it's priced as it is because they're basically utilizing all of their Last of Us 2 tech and all of their lessons learned and the um, the new technologies that they developed, especially in the grounds of AI. And they've also they also made a lot of mention as well about obviously having all of this extra power in the PS5. And now they can really push the visuals to what they really wanted to do, which they couldn't do back in the PS3 days because of limited tech. And as much as I can understand that from any creative perspective, uh, person and or you know, developers in this place out there um but you know but we're all limited to tech of our time and it's just whether or not you've got the resources to go back to a project or you make the best of what you've got in the time that you're living in in the present and then make you know and move on to other stuff in the future um 
it does kind of feel like to me, as much as people seem to like The Last of Us, it really does feel like they're milking this dry. And but I don't know whether or not it's potentially maybe it's partly due to the um they've got like they've got like a, a live action series coming out, haven't they? Which is or is it a movie? I can't remember which one, but series. It's a series. So see that's in heavy development, if not almost complete or whatever else. Um, I imagine maybe having a lot of Last of Us content out there is almost, dare I say, free promotion for a series, even though obviously it's costing my bum to, to put together. Um, it's, it is impressive. I was I was impressed with what I saw. And they had a lot, because for people who haven't watched it, there was a, a lot of um, you know pan shots where this is the PS4, this is the PS5. And it was a lot of switching back and forth. And you could, and you could definitely tell the difference, which I thought was great. Um, but I did kind of think their reasonings of now we could really push the graphics. It's like, yeah, but but you're pushing the graphics on a game which is almost like what 15 years old now, like if you or 12 to 15 years old if you on from the PS3 one. Or I can't remember when it's released. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I don't know. I feel like can you not just put your efforts into a new thing rather than an old thing? Because I can't help but feel that most people and a lot of people I believe have played The Last of Us Part One. Um, would you go back? I mean, I suppose that's a question for you, Luke, as well as for myself. I don't... I mean, I don't have a PS5, so I can't at the moment anyway. But assuming yeah. I did, I wouldn't be rushing to buy, to pay 70, 80 quid to play a game that I know I've already played. It's relatively linear in what you do. And yes, it's a great story, but it's a story I have I know and have been through before. And I, you know, I know it enough and it feels too recent and arguably... Not enough has changed for me to want to pay all that money to play it again. Um, but are you in a similar boat, or would you? Are, are you loving the graphical upgrades, and would you yourself pay to to play it again? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be I'll be day one uh, for this for di- for different reasons. As I say, but why I think, is that? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, it's an interesting one. I think. So I think a lot of the questions you're asking are very apt questions, but they're all, you know, when you talk about, I've, I've played the story, do I think it's, you know, I love the story, presumably, or really enjoyed it. I did enjoy um, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you've had that experience. So for you, and I think it's an entirely fair point to make, there's not a whole lot of value in buying this version. Because fundamentally, the game is as it was on PlayStation 3. Now, they have clearly made some effort to change some of that. And you can see that in the video with stuff like the the big AI updates, you know, to make AI smarter. They talked about the density of physics objects, you know, to try and make it more interactive and um, more immersive. And then obviously there's all the stuff that comes from you know, the dual sense, 3D audio to give it to, again, make it a more immersive experience. But it's certainly, there are layers to these remake projects, I think, and often they're massively dictated by how old the game is and, and the state it was in when it launched. So, you know, I think for some reason, some people expected this maybe, and maybe this is where some of the arguments come from, to be almost like a Final Fantasy VII or RE2 style remake, which is difficult to even say those games are remakes in a way. They're almost mm. brand new games. When they are brand new games, they, they share 
They're just story. based on something else, aren't they? They're just based on yeah. a product of its past. Exactly. They share story and uh, setting and art direction for the most part. But fundamentally, they're completely different. They're new games, you know. Um, and even those, they don't... <laughs> I mean, if you played Final Fantasy VII and RE2, do they even... They share story to some extent, but they deviate. You know, they're different. Mm. They're different titles. But those those ones were remakes of games that you could not feasibly bring into the modern day and just update from the ground up in the same style if that makes any sense yes you couldn't you couldn't take re2 and its fixed camera angles and and tank controls and i mean you could do like they did for the original resident evil and just make higher fidelity assets but really that was a more ambitious projects and so that's kind of the highest tier of remake category and and this game this project sits kind of beneath that in i'd say probably about the second level which is the sort of demon souls shadow of the colossus blue point style level which is we have these games uh, the last of us you know 10 years old or wherever it is now that to this day is still a, still plays really well mm-hmm. um I think this is where the people but, come in and say, you know, is it too soon? Because again, we had a PS4 remaster, right? So we did, yeah. But this isn't a remaster. This is a, a remake. You can tell it's a remake by the nature of the assets because all the assets are new. True, all but, the AI systems new. But the way the gameplay plays in terms of how you control and in- interact with the world, that is not different, though, is it? No, that's not different. Okay, I mean, okay. well, apart from mind, yeah, you have like the new yeah. haptics and all that kind of cool uh, stuff. Which again, yeah, and you've got you, you, yeah. You have to experience no, go on, go on. that in person, don't you, to to really yeah. get it. And I appreciate again, I don't have a PS5, although I've played one, and again, I, you know, I've got a PS4, right? So I understand the you know the, the speaker of the controller, for example, adds a good experience to it. But when I've played a game with the controller, with some haptics and all the extra stuff that goes in, I, I can definitely imagine. I've, I don't find it too difficult to imagine how great it's going to be to play that game and understand that. And again, it's things like yeah. the 3D audio as well that I've put into the game. Assuming you've also got the compatible headphones and stuff for it, um, yeah. So I can appreciate it's it would it's this completely new immersive experience, but it also feels like you need to have all that tech, or all of those different accessories, like present for you to get like the most out of this experience. Would you do you agree with that? Or, uh, I mean, if I suppose, I mean, it depends on how much you value haptics and 3d audio isn't it so because obviously if you're playing this on pc you might not get some of those things that's true i assume yeah. you can if you plug a dual sense in do you uh, have the 3d audio board, headphones but... that have interest or yes yeah i do um yeah, okay. but um yeah so I, I think you're right in the moment to moment it's not it's not like uh, let's say re2 you know it's not like you you're playing effectively a new different game than the original Hmm. um which is why i said it kind of sits on that demon souls remake territory which is here's the base game it's the same game you know obviously with advancements and you know the remake uh, part one remake um above the ai stuff it has the motion matching animation system and stuff so it will feel different you know than the original game um but all all the assets are rebuilt obviously it looks quote unquote current gen um that sort of stuff and so i like personally i've never had an issue with 
that type of remake because it's better than just doing a remaster. Mm. Um, for me, I think the bit I don't get about the criticism um, really is that I think it's absolutely fine if you look at what they've done and go, for me, I, I don't want to spend £70 on that. Like, I think that's totally fine. Not an issue at all. Um, it's when people kind of try and almost attack, you know, the work that has been done to say that it's, you know, not worth 70 quid. Because again, they conflate that with what they think is is worth 70 quid. Um, and I don't like that kind of subjective criticism of it. As in no, when agree, people yeah. don't realize that it's subjective criticism, <laughs> when it's just an opinion. <laughs> I think it's totally fine to say that. Like, I don't have an issue. And if if you, like you've said to me, Pucks, you know, you don't think it's worth that, but you've you've said why. And I think that's totally valid. And I also think I don't really get the criticism when, if you want, if anybody wants, they can go out and buy the PS4 remaster version for yeah. bugger all, and you can play that. You know, and it's not as if, you know, if tomorrow Sony said, right, uh, part one remake's coming up, from the day it releases, we're delisting, you know, the PS4. Don't give them any ideas, Luke. I know, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're, re we're, we're delisting it. Um, if you want a physical copy or a digital copy already, you can play it. But otherwise, it's just not going to exist. I, I think then that's a valid, that's a point to say, okay, come on, that's taking the piss, you know, because you're effectively saying, if you want to experience this game now, either you already have to own it or buy it secondhand, hmm. or you have to buy our new £70 game. And I do get the criticism about elements of that value being kind of stripped in one sense because you know in the original you had the multiplayer you had factions you don't have that here there isn't it's not included it doesn't exist um so i've kind of got I, I just get a bit frustrated i think with some of the comments on it some of the verbiage and conversations that happen because i think they're i think people are totally warranted if if you say that i just don't think this x is worth y you know if i don't think stray's worth 25 pounds it's only five hours okay fine you know mm. but i don't think you have to criticize or you know bash that sort of stuff just because you don't think it's worth it mm. um and you no, can agree, do yeah. uh, you can do i just don't state your opinion as fact that's all um so uh, scott i don't know like i said you've got a different approach coming into it because you know you you didn't play the first game so yeah what do you what do you think about it with that context, I suppose, and what you've seen. It's it's interesting, Luke, because, uh, as I said earlier, I kind of separate the two things. There's the game, and then there's the pricing argument, which is, I guess, these days, a more general argument about, about game pricing, because it's not just The Last of Us that's $70. It's uh, a significant portion, if not the vast majority, of games that are released these days have adopted the, the, the higher price point. Um, I think about Nintendo a little bit when the pricing conversation comes up and a particular example that really pissed me off at the time was uh, Tropical Freeze I don't know if you remember yeah. when they, when they re-released that I think it was $40 on Wii U and then they re-released it for Switch I believe for 60 and at the time I remember thinking 
that's not right. <laughs> like, how can you re-release the same game without anything extra and charge more for it? Um, they, they did act, They did add extra content though. Okay, I'm specific. Fair enough. I, I, I didn't play it, so if that's the case, it's but I guess slightly I'm, tenuous the extra content point. Yeah. I think they added <laughs> okay. one new playable character. Which was arguably, no, you're correct. It was arguably yeah. easy mode as well. It was funky. It was arguably easy mode, yeah. and the the only improvement they had was a higher resolution. Yeah. So that wasn't a remake. That was just that was essentially a re-release, which I think yeah, it, yeah, um, makes exactly. it a, a, yeah. a lot easier to 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 criticize. And I also think they did exactly what you said, Luke. I believe they delist. Well, you can't buy the wheel. See you later, oh, Luke. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, he comes back. But I believe you couldn't actually then purchase the original Wii U version uh, as well. So I think in those circumstances, um, yeah, it, it's it's bullshit. Now this is very different, and I kind of agree with Luke in terms of it's very subjective. Now, for me personally, I have an issue with games being that price in general. Um, but that's because I don't want to pay more for things that I'm not used to paying more for. I've got an issue with the price of my gas and electricity. <laughs> I've got the I've got an issue with the price of parking. Um, <laughs> you know, the, there's these things that you often feel um, are more expensive than they should be. And, I, and like I say, I do kind of feel a little bit about all games that are, that have hit that seventy point uh, seventy pound price point. Um, but ultimately, kind of the way I look at it is vote with your wallet. If you're not happy with that price, then don't buy it at, at, at that price. Um, the issue is, is that, <laughs> I guess, is people have adopted that. People are happy to pay, pay that price. Games aren't selling any worse since since um, publishers start pricing games at, at, at $70. Um so that's just kind of the norm and sixty dollars is now unusual. Microsoft in particular are in kind of a weird position where their games are now less I guess um priced lower than PlayStation for no other reason than Microsoft didn't adopt it, but I'm sure they will at some point. Um obviously I don't have the perspective of this is different to the original, so I'll be experiencing it um for the first time. It, it's really tough because I'll make that decision when it comes out on PC. But if it's if it's sixty nine ninety nine on Steam, when it when it eventually comes to PC, um, I'll say right now I'm not going to play it, even though it will be the first yeah. time I've experienced that game. Yeah. I've never paid sixty nine ninety nine for a game, and I really don't want to have to pay sixty nine ninety nine for a game. What do you not- mean? You didn't pay that for Final Fantasy VII Remake when it launched on... Or Breath of the Wild Epic, when that came out. Epic Games Store. <laughs> it was, I believe it was, uh, it was discounted on Steam, wasn't it, yeah. when it came out? Was it 50, yeah. 50, 55? 50, 50 was it 55? Yeah, I mean, even, even then, I still felt that was a little bit too Yeah, it's, that was still ridiculous. Um, for but at the same time, um, at the same time, if you were to compare Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, and The Last of Us Remake, uh, Last of Us Part One. um there is obviously very the very different pieces of work and even though i played final fantasy 7 the original it's essentially i mean i i, I look at final fantasy 7 remake almost as a sequel to final fantasy 7 in, in in a weird way as you mentioned look it's yeah. it's completely different um and the last of us isn't but as you said luke if somebody says that that game isn't worth it to me because I've already played it. I already know what happens to the story. Then, then that's fine. Um, like I say, if it is that price on on PC when it releases, I 
won't be buying it. I'll wait for a sale um, to come out. Um, but going back to your point, maybe about having other methods of uh, of um, playing that game. Look, I don't. So when this remake comes out, that will be the only method I have of playing The Last of Us. Um, the only other option I guess I've got is via PlayStation Plus streaming. Um, but as we discussed, I think on the last show, there isn't a streaming only option for that. So I'll have to pay... Um, full whack for that and obviously I've, then I've got to wait for it to come to the bloody service first which is probably going to be at least another another 12 months when whenever that might be so um the argument is very subjective and the main issue I've got with the argument is the fact that it's been used in console wars being used as a, a look Sonya charging you you this and while you know for the peers can be a little bit of a funny meme at times when people are using it to kind of say look you are making a bad choice by buying this game or supporting this company. I don't think that's right yeah. because if somebody wants to pay that much for something, um, like, look, if you don't mind me using an example, um, I assume that you've paid a significant amount of money for some of those things in your background, some of those yeah. uh, statues yeah. and things like yeah. that. You could say that. Yeah. yeah um, other people would say that's too much. Other people would say that's too little. Everything is is subjective from 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 that perspective. Um, and when you when you're using that to basically just say somebody's wrong when it's not, it's just you have a different opinion to them. That that's not right. And they're kind of just using it for clout, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, like I say, my my position is it is too expensive. Um, so I will wait for it to be cheaper. Um, Can I add something to this? Discussion as well, actually. Um, if you don't mind, Scott. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, yeah go, go, no, go for it, man. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Um, I, I ultimately agree with everything. I just wanted to add, really, because um, I know when you was both mentioning about the you know, Final Fantasy VII and Resi Two, or even Resi Three, arguably uh, remakes, how they're fun they're so different fundamentally, and they're massive improvements to the point that they're their own new games, which is true, they are. But um, when people are comparing this to things like The Last of Us, um, are kind of going bringing myself higher up and kind of looking down on it all now in terms of like a historic timeline in front of me. I think it's interesting to see like kind of where it's come from and why they're different because, you know, you take those Resident Evil remakes as well as Final Fantasy VII. They came out, you know, PS1 era, like 3D was brand new at this point and that was the pinnacle of tech at the time. Now that was the ultimate, that was the best it was ever going to be until it ultimately started yeah. improving. Whereas, so so obviously, if you're going to put a lot of effort into remaking it, it's, it's arguably... A lot easier to make it look a lot better because tech has improved so much since the very start of 3D. Whereas uh, the last was part one coming out for the PS3 area uh, era. Sorry, that, that, that we're two generations. Well, that was the third generation in at that point of not only having 3D, but that's when we're starting to get into HD graphics and all that kind of stuff. You know, uh, you know, as well as online. But yeah, and from a graphical standpoint, it's significantly improved. Um, and I know a number of people say that from, say, PS3 to, to now, um, uh, graphical graphical jumps have been arguably less significant or less impactful because it's been more about performance, um, about performance increases for like, the PS4 and Xbox One era. So now I believe we're at a point where we've got, yeah, we, you know, the, the power and performance is now there at our grasp as well as the graphical fidelity side of things. So even though... Arguably, The Last of Us... Uh, I appreciate this is going to sound arguably a bit hypocritical from what I was just saying earlier, but it will all make sense, I hope, in a minute. But I think the other important thing to remember is, given those timelines, is 
again, we're saying, what, it's been 10, 12 odd years since the original came out. Would you um, be surprised if it was only nine pucks? Wow, I believe it's it really? A, I believe it's less than less than 10, mate, yeah. Oh, so well, we will fair, have had three versions of the game in, in, in nine but, years. But my point's still going to stand, I, I think, and I hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's because it, even I was saying earlier, yes, I, I think the game looks fantastic. The remake, I was really impressed with what I saw. But for those same reasons, again, because I've experienced it before, and I don't have a PS5 anyway, I'm not going to be experiencing it anytime soon. Uh, and when I do, I'm not going to rush out to buy it. Not to say that I wouldn't buy it again, but I wouldn't be rushing out to buy it immediately. It's something that I'd maybe get on sale later down the line. But, you know, even though, even though we say only nine years ago, there's going to be kids who were nine years old when the first one came out and maybe had no opportunity to play it, love games, so happen to have a PS5, and now want to, you know, they're now seeing it for the first time. Because maybe they've seen Last of Us Part 2. Maybe they wasn't keen on looking at the original. They have a PS5. They want to play the new hot thing. But, and, you know, and for their own reasons, Naughty Dog have decided to come back with a remaster of the first one, utilizing all of the, all they know and done so far, and have this fan, uh, fantastic package. So outside of, yes, you know, we can go over the whole cost debate as much as we want. It's all subjective, as we just said. Um, but I think ultimately there's going to be this whole new pool of gamers who know of The Last of Us, maybe they've only played part two, and really want to see part one in all of its glory. Because I think, especially younger people, um, again, subjective as well, probably look at older games and think, oh, but it's all it's all blurry. It's not even 1080p. What are you talking about? I want to These see kids play freaking Roblox pucks. No, <laughs> no kids are talking about graphics. But I think but it's, it's a well, valid they play it 1080p, point. So. Yeah. <laughs> there is going to be a, a, a new generation of... of the, there's always going to be new generations of people to play the game. And um, they're probably expecting the new generations of people um, who are going to be into the franchise based on the TV show, because I think that's yeah. releasing around yeah, a yeah. similar time. So they obviously want to capitalize on that. Um, and... I, I know some people have referred to it as a cash grab, which I think is a very easy um, way to describe it. But every game is a cash grab. Every <laughs> yeah, game, the, the, the games aren't made for shits and giggles. Games are made to make money. Um, <laughs> but I think if you listen to Neil Druckmann in the video, they talk about how they were remaking elements of uh, part one for, I believe, flashbacks in part two. And I yeah. think essentially they kind of realized how they could use the technology that they used to develop uh, part two to essentially realize uh, their vision of part one that they couldn't due to te uh, technology limitations at, at the time, which is is fair. If, if, you know, I don't think that they're um, full of shit when they're saying that. Also, Naughty Dog aren't setting the price of the game. That's Sony. You know, the, the developers developing the game, the publisher set, sets, sets the price of the game. Video game pricing in general is unbelievably weird because if you think about it, everything everything in life has got more expensive except for video games it seems up until very recently um when you're factoring in inflation and think things like that but what determines the price of a game and again that's very subjective because some people will value quality some people would value time that's why a lot of people will say like oh it's only six hours i'm not paying full price for that um and that's fine if you value time uh, and you want to get your money's worth, then 
fine, that, that, that's it. But some people would value the quality of, of, of that time. Some people may talk about indie games and uh, how budgets impact the pricing of a game. But every game has a different budget. Most uh, AAA games have obviously a vastly different budget. Um, and they all come out at a very similar price. Um, you've got free-to-play games now that are that have bigger budgets than a lot of AAA games. Um, it's, it's, it's a really difficult... Um, I guess thing to understand in a lot of cases and ultimately you will make the decision yourself as to whether you think that game is worth it or not um and if you don't that's absolutely fine if you do that's also <laughs> absolutely absolutely fine uh, the, the way that it will kind of balance out is the market will determine whether that's a valid price point or not um and it seems that this price point has sort of been has has been accepted um which i guess is the world we live in but we're also now in a world where subscription services are a thing and not only a thing but unbelievably popular which also skews the conversation because i get all of my xbox games are not third-party games through game pass um so even from that perspective <laughs> the thought of paying 70 quid for a game when i've just got when i've got Let's use Forza Horizon 5 as an example. Obviously, vastly different games, but I got that including the subscription. It kind of skews your perspective um, and I understand can I, can that. Can I ask you, but, Scott, then? But yeah, yeah, is, there, is there any game out there which you know wouldn't be coming to Game Pass or whatever subscription service that you would comfortably and happily drop 70 quid on? Or however much uh, it is. But that kind of uh, figure. Like, is there any kind of franchise where... Like there is a, maybe a game coming out in the mm. next couple of years where you know it's not coming to a service and you're going to go, actually, no question, I am buying that game because I love the franchise and I want the experience. Is that, Do you have any particular series like that for you? Not at the moment, no. N not, not that, because the closest I could say to that is Halo. But obviously that's always going to be included in Game Pass as long as Game Pass exists. I don't think there are any other franchises that I would say. I mean... <sighs> I guess like Breath of the Wild 2, I will be buying that day one. The next Mario game, I will be buying that. But those games also aren't yeah. 70 quid. Um, they're on well, very many they're near games. near enough though, aren't they? I think you can only get them for about 45, I think, Switch, yeah. Switch games in, in the UK. And, but also, yeah, but when they come out, Yeah, but when they come out first time round, like Breath of the Wild, 60 quid off the bat. Honestly, I mean, you can, I mean you, you can get you can get them for cheap, and this is how, this is makes the the conversation even more complex. At launch, um, you you're saying you get these cheaper at launch as well. Yeah, retailers offer discount physical. Sorry, sorry, look, I've been no, a few no. Few I, times think, there, I, I think I think I um, think brand new uh, digital Switch game. Let's say forty nine ninety nine. Um, you can actually get that cheaper if you get those uh, those nintendo switch online vouchers if you subscribe to that service as well we can get a two pack for 84 quid so yeah but, yeah, I don't, so, but breath of the world one came out I don't, I don't mean to skew your conversation scott but you know breath of the world one came out 60 quid full stop that was it you gotta pay it and oh, I are, no you, doubt, are you sure did it yeah are, are you sure i'm pretty sure switch I'm, games are only I'm about 80 percent confident mate. now um, I'm gonna I'm gonna log it up while 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 we're chatting. No, no obviously, please do. Please correct me. Please I'll, I'll, correct I'll, me. I'll have a I'll have a quick look to see if I can see if I can find out. But um, but th this I guess in itself introduces an entirely different element of the conversation, which is the argument of physical and digital. Which I buy my Switch games, the, I buy physical editions of Switch games. I buy digital editions of everything else. Um, so what that means is retailers offer discounts at launch. 
So whether it's 70 quid, 60 quid, 50 quid RRP, generally speaking, you're going to get it lower um, than that. Like I say, Switch games, you can easily get for 45, 40 quid. So just as an example, um, uh, Box Xenobridge Chronicles 3 is 50 quid um, to pre-order. Uh, it's 40 quid if you were to order it from Shop 2. As, as an example, the physical right. edition. So retailers are off, off, able to offer discounts on the physical editions, which kind of skews it. Um, Breath of the Wild must be an example, uh, must be uh, an isolated incident. I mean, I look at my here myself, and at launch, it, at least from what I'm finding, it, it was about 60 quid. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was just because it was no, he's Switch game, but... Yeah, to, to be fair, yeah, that's, Puck, that's you're absolutely point, right. Actually. If you go if you go on the Nintendo store, it is actually listed as fifty nine ninety nine. Um oh. but 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 again there, Pucks, I wouldn't have paid sixty quid for it. I would have paid probably fifty or forty five, depending on, you know, where, where <laughs> I bought it where I bought it online because I buy it physical. Plus yeah. I can then sell it afterwards if I wanted to recoup some of that money. And Nintendo games are obviously notorious for holding their value. Yeah, um with a digital purchase, which is pretty much everything else, I don't have that luxury. Um, I buy the game, I'm paying it, and that's it. If I never play it again, um, I've still paid that much. I can't get any of that that money back. But yeah. that, again, comes back to the argument of <laughs> what determines the price of the game and what do you value out of a, out of a game? Um, you know, take yeah, Halo Infinite, yeah. for example. Yeah, go on, sorry, yeah. Probably one of the biggest budgets that a game's probably ever had, rightly or wrongly, whatever you think about the quality of that game, whatever issues it's had, the budget behind that game has been massive. You can go and play that game, at least the multiplayer portion, obviously, for nothing. I've put about 250 hours into the multiplayer of that, and I could have done that without spending a penny. So how do you how do you determine the value of a game? It's entirely up to you what what the what it is. Now, the only issue that I have with the uh, I guess uh, not necessarily the only, but obviously the problem with the rising price of games is it does trickle down. So if you say to someone, I think I said this to Ash actually, we were chatting on Twitter about it is. You know, if a game's RRP 70 quid and you wanted to buy it on release physical and you can get that discount, well, it's not going to be 50 quid. It's going to be 60 quid. While if it RRP was 60, you might get it for 50. If you get it on sale, the sale price is likely to be higher than the sale price if it was the older RRP. So it does trickle down and impact different people in different ways. Um, and gaming's an expensive hobby. You've got a, a, a big upfront price. Um, and you've then got to pay 60, 70 quid on top of that for, for each game. For a lot of people will mean that they can't play the games when they want to, but I guess I kind of look at it, that's kind of where the subscription is coming in and helping people, um, where if you don't have the means to to pay for that game, you can pay for a sub- subscription and get access to so many different games. And in Xbox's case, at the very least, you get their first party games day and day. Um, it's it's an unbelievably difficult conversation, I, I think, and there's no right or wrong answer. Everyone will have their own right answer, and I think what's important is that we don't just tell someone they're a knob because their 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 answer is different to to yours or their thoughts are their, their thoughts are different. Because again, mm. it, it, yeah, as going back to what what you said like at the beginning, it is just very very subjective. Yeah, I think I think one of the problem and um, kind of comes out something that you said scott i think one of the problems that i have is that and I, I i you know i think some of this is you know around this particular game is certainly fanboy led in much the same way if you know gears of war was remastered to a in a similar manner um and priced similarly you know there would be fanboy dis- 
gorse about that as well. But I think for some people, like, um, you know, when if, if you don't think it's worth that, that's absolutely fine. But when you then go around to other people and you're almost treating them as stupid for buying the game, like it's not as if people are looking at this and just like completely unaware of what they're buying. I mean, every one of us sat here on this show, how many times have we sat there and bought a Nintendo game that's been released six times already and we've paid full price for it, knowing full well that there is no benefit to this game above other versions except that it's on the switch or something I'm 100% that's not... guilty of that Hands yeah. up. <laughs> like we we've sat there we've done that right but it's not as if we've done that just like oh you know we we're expecting this to be you know completely remade from the ground up or have x y or z like you go into this as a consumer with knowledge right you go, you know what you're buying and so i think it's really condescending slash weird when other people are like, well, you shouldn't buy this because it's not worth it. As if, as if first of all, your, your like assessment of matters. worth. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. yeah, to be quite it's honest. It's true. Like, I give a shit true. what you think, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> like, I don't I don't care. No, nobody's done that to me, but you do see that on, on Twitter. And if they did do it to me, I'd slap them down. But um, <laughs> nobody's done that to me. Uh, but you do see that. You see that happening yeah. as if people yeah. are stupid for buying this game. It's like, well, no, because, you know, I'm not, people aren't, aren't stupid for that. Do you think people are stupid if they don't want to buy Game Pass? You know, well, yeah, they could save themselves some money, but they're not stupid because maybe they just they don't like subscription services. Maybe they prefer I've, to buy their games. I've got a guy that I um, work with who, um, just as, as an example of that, he so he is a gamer, of course. He he he, he only plays Call of Duty and Destiny. So yeah. as much as in the past, when I said to him, "Oh, you should need to subscribe to Game Pass," blah blah blah, not like trying to sell it, but just in my own excitement, bringing it up, and he's like. Yeah, no, it looks great, but I only play Call of Duty and Destiny, and that's all I care about, so there's no value in it for me. And it's like, yeah. oh, I feel like you're missing out, but fair enough. Like, you do you. I don't care. So <laughs> Yeah, just do, just do what example, you want. That's really. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, it's not, it's, you know, uh, you might... You might look at some things. Sorry, sorry, I'm laughing at some of the comments that I'm yeah. just putting in. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, you might you might look at something and think, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't buy that. I wouldn't not buy that. I I would do X Y Z, and that's that's fine. But that's you do you do you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you do what yeah. you want. Um, don't don't you know, treat people as if they're idiots for buying a product that interests them. I mean, that's just, you know, the stupidest thing. I keep seeing people on Twitter playing um, Naraka Blade Point, and I'm like, are you, like, why are you playing this game? Like, why, you know, why are you playing it? It looks terrible. But of course, like, that's what I think. You know, somebody else is probably loving it. That's fine. Um yeah. And it's it's just yeah I I just don't I just don't get the I think the discourse around this game is just heightened that sense of weirdness that people on Twitter have yeah. I mean it's all it's all Twitter based anyway so it's all kind of a bubble but it's just very strange to me it's just really strange and I just think it's you know if don't don't and this phrase goes around a lot but a lot but don't pocket watch people like if I want to spend my money on a you know a Dragon Slayer Ornstein statue <laughs> or seventy quid Last of Us like you shouldn't care that it doesn't belong yeah. to you. It's not anything to do with you. Um, yeah. And you shouldn't think that your opinion is valid at all 
when you're, you know, to, um, comparative to someone else's because it's not, it's the same. It's the same. And yeah. I'm not going to listen to yours any more than mine. Do you reckon that's the crux of the problem though? And that, I mean, again, I don't, this might sound horrible the way I'm going to word it, but it's going to be quite blunt in that people, a lot of people do, but in, in subjects like this, at least, there are, I think there's so many people out there, especially gamers who feel that their opinion does mean something and matter when the reality is, yeah. and this goes for all of us, our opinions are just our opinions and they carry no real weight or value towards anything at all. Um, you yeah. know, like, yeah. and it's like facts that people saying like, again, this might be subjective depending on what your train of thought is, but it's like saying the earth is round versus the earth is flat. Most yeah. of the educated among us will go, there's <laughs> only a fact here, you know, but yeah, equally, yeah. well, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, again, that might not be the best example, but no, uh, it, no it's, it's a no, good, it's, it's, it's a yeah. perfectly valid e e example, Pox. And you, you know, the, are, it's got to a point. Where it's just fact, and other things where yeah. it's solely opinion, and what you say can be yours, yeah. but nobody gives a shit, and it shouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've just out of Indy is a flat earther, so yeah, we accomplish something there. <laughs> but it, it, it's it, it, it is perfectly i think a fair example um pox you know it's got to a point now though where and i think this is a problem where you almost have to like pre-mention that what you're about to say is an opinion or, or subjective in a way if, yeah. if that makes sense obviously everything anybody says is generally speaking an opinion um but now you've kind of got to go to the point where because as you say a lot of people and this is very common on Twitter in particular among in this community where people state things and they're stating them as fact they're stating their opinion as a fact um to the point where now everyone has to say in my opinion this is the case um or it's subjective but I feel like this which it, it, we shouldn't have to do but if you say something uh, it's very easy for people just to jump on you and tell you how wrong you are and say well no I'm not wrong that's just how I feel or that's that's how that's how I think. Um, and it's just weird that this happens with games because, um, you know, I, I hope you don't mind me using the example of the statues, Luke, but there that could be said literally about anything. You know, you could say, right, you you buy designer jeans. Are you mental? You can get them from next for 25 quid a pair of jeans. Why would you spend that much on a pair of jeans? Or you know, you've got yeah. people who buy spend hundreds of pounds on trainers, um, whatever it might be. Um, and if this didn't exist on Twitter, if I felt someone spent more on a pair of shoes than, than, than they should have, um, I'm not going to say you were wrong to spend that much money on shoes. Um, it's their money. They can spend that money on the, whatever, whatever they want. And I don't see why games would be any, any different to, to that personally. Yeah. Um, but it's because we are in this bubble and we're also in, I guess, an era now where idiots have a platform to spout so much shit and they're also behind a keyboard which gives them the bollocks to say to say things like that without without any consequence um this is gonna make me sound old but it's a sign of the times guys it's a sign of the times it's a society we live in the, these days unfortunately so yeah. arguably um, it's never changed has it it's just again social media just amplifies things doesn't it really so yeah it's not, it's not it, to yeah, dump on social right. media because it's got many great things about it but with anything yeah. good, it's going to be something bad, isn't there? So, yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, it's those voices that often uh, the ones that are shouted uh, the loudest. Uh, you know, if if you're yeah. happy with something, often you won't 
say anything because you're you're happy so you'll enjoy whatever it is you're, you're enjoying and uh, but when people are pissed that's when obviously people people start to, to pick up and those negative voices are like i say often often the the loudest unfortunately so um yeah, yeah ash has just said give me a 12 pound pair yeah me too, mate. I wait until, I wait until I get a sale on a pair of plimsolls or something. I'll pick that up. Um, but again, yeah, if somebody wants to spend uh, money on a pair of Yeezys or whatever they are these days, then knock yourself out. You're not you're not hurting anybody. Um, I'm not going to buy them, but you know. Yeah. It's, so, how uh, do we close this off on a positive note? <laughs> um, the, the one way to close it off, out, if I can say one thing, is a question for you both: Is the Last of Us Part One going to sell like hotcakes or not? You go first. Do you think it's do you think yeah. it's going to be successful? I th- I mean I think it'll be successful um by the metric that Sony will apply to it. I think it will exceed or meet whatever they deem as successful. Um because if you think about it um even though I, clearly a lot of effort and time and dev resource has gone into this. Now, I think there are some people really concerned, like, you know, that Naughty Dog wouldn't be able to, like, they should be working on something else, but but they are doing that. I mean, this, if you look at the backstop, backstory to this project, it was effectively set up to give their developers something to do, like a full production, whilst uh, a bunch of their other developers were already making factions and something else is in pre-production right so um and i think you know clearly effort and resources gone into this but notwithstanding that it's not as if it's going to be the same amount of time and money sink as you know the last of us part three right or something like that it's it's going to be a a not cheap project for sony but cheaper comparative to many of their other things right so i think this will like i think it will sell a few million um it won't sell as much as the first game or the second game uh because remake projects never really do um unless you're talking about like you know a resident evil 2 remake something you know completely from the ground up almost as you said earlier like a distinct almost like a distinct sequel from the original game in a way um, so I think it will sell something like one to two million copies, which I imagine, given the money that's gone into it, will be highly profitable yeah. for them. Um, and it, something like this might have really good legs because, as people have said, it's it's really a product also designed to get pe- people who haven't been exposed to the universe or the first game before into it if they're coming to the hbo series um so people will be like oh you know i don't really play games or i haven't played this before but i really love the um really love the show or i'm looking forward to the show so i'm gonna buy this and you know expose myself to it so and and you'll find probably that it has legs throughout the course of the first season of the show and, and maybe beyond that as well so um yeah i think it will do i think it will do well um and it will be, you know, one to two million, something like that. Yeah, you, I think my, yeah, I think I pretty much share that same sentiment. Um, and I said to myself earlier that, you know, assuming I had the hardware to even play it in the first place, I wouldn't buy it day one. But as many people that share my that that side uh, that opinion, 
there's going to be just as many, again, Luke, you're one of them, just as many who are going to go out and buy it, whether it's a repeat audience who just want it for the new tech and just want to see it all revitalized and updated, dare I say. Um, and it's going to be obviously a, a, a whole new audience of people that want to get into The Last of Us as well. Um, so, no, I think it's going to do very well. I think regardless of what people say or think online, I do think the game will do well. It just makes me wonder if, the, you know, is The Last of Us going to be a, a series they long out? You know, is there going to be a part three or will we move on to something else? But I suppose we'll see mm. in time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How about you, Scott? Well, what do you think? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think it'll yeah. be successful, mate. Um, and, and I think actually you made a really good point when you say it has um, legs as well, because people who are introduced via the TV show, um, it, people who buy it will then probably want to pick up part two if they didn't play part two as well. And, you know, we know that's already sold what ten million copies. I think they announced at Summer Game Fest. Um, and one thing that I think Sony have, um, I guess Microsoft have got this. It's just different is um when that hits ps plus um uh, extra premium that's another boost where they can say look here's another yeah. um premium game from naughty dog um buy for 70 dollars i get it i guess it might be cheap by that point but um it's in extra and premium uh, and they can drop that whenever they want so you know if the sales yeah. in the beginning are really strong wonderful and then if it tails off after six months they can pop it in there and, and that will generate buzz in itself in the same way that when any of their other first party games drop in that's going to generate buzz um and yeah. then again that will lead to more sales of two and interest in, in the franchise and um if there is a third part then interest there as well so uh yeah i, th I think it'll it'll do well i mean it's a last of us game um <laughs> uh last of us games are popular because they're really enjoyed by by the fans i know two was maybe a bit uh, divisive for a lot of people um from from what i've heard but you know people really enjoy the game so i'm sure it'll be successful and ultimately that's what it's down to isn't it if it's successful then they're going to keep they'll remake games or they'll sell them at 70 dollars um you, you could argue should remake uh, i'm not going to get into it because we're going to wrap up but should remakes exist at all like should that studio just be working on something new is what people will say but you know if somebody wants to replay a game an old game then great if luke would you play a halo combat evolve remake like a full remake oh yeah say, like 100%. an infinite engine yeah, yeah me, me too yeah. I, I, absolutely i would love to re-experience that that game almost for the first time um i just don't feel like that for the last of us obviously having not played it and even if you have yeah. played it, you might not feel like that as well so i mean the other side remake of the <laughs> remake it all i'll buy it <laughs> provided i like the underlying game yeah Splinter Cell remake luke <laughs> Splinter Cell re yeah exactly exactly dead yeah. space they're all coming yeah yeah. yeah. So you're not disappointed really? about Splinter Cell VR being canned? <laughs> no. no. I, did, I thought that'd be the answer. Just um, give me Splinter Cell remake. Make it look amazing. And give I me guess. Spies versus Mercs. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. That's cool. Now, thank you very much, guys. Uh, I've really enjoyed tonight's show. Thank you all for joining us and being with us for the last what's it been? Almost two and a half hours. Two hours and seventeen so far. Um, longest show we've done in a while, that huh? it has oh, yeah. been a longer show. Yeah, yeah. I know it's um, yeah. Obviously, last week's show we had less of a, a news based show, but it's just been more talking about latest releases and games. And that's exactly what this week has been as well. Just talking about well, just talking about games for once. And I don't know about you, I really enjoy these chats. It's more laid back. Just get to enjoy talking about what we've been playing, what we think of the new releases, and again, and then we go off the beaten path and 
go down these rabbit holes, which I think everyone in the chat, as well as ourselves, always find really fascinating as well. So thank you all very much for being here. And thank you, panel, as always. Um, and with that, yeah, I suppose I should sign off now. So, but yeah, for any new listeners, I think I saw a few new names earlier. By all means, please follow us on Twitter. Uh, all of our handles are in the kind of thumbnail underneath the video that's playing. Um, what else do we normally do? Ah, yeah, I suppose the big important one I should probably bring up as well is uh, for a long time now, we've been trying to hit that 1K subscriber count. We're at 935 subscribers at time of recording. So if you have enjoyed this content and you love what we do, love what we say, and you want other people to be involved, by all means, please like this video. Please share with all your family and friends if you think they'll enjoy this content. And if you can, get them to subscribe as well. We'd love to get to that 1K um, and just push the channel even further. Uh, but outside of that, I think that's it from me. Uh, Scott, if you're hopefully ready with the uh, with the outro video. <laughs> I think um, so, mate. I think so. Brilliant. Now, that's it from us. So we should hopefully bring you a show next week, Thursday. If not, it'll be next week, Sunday. But in due time, uh, midweek, we should let you know what the crack is. Uh, but until then, safe, stay, stay safe, happy gaming, and we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>